0: Welcome to the One Life One Chance podcast. Um, I'm your host, as you know, this is Toby Morse. I'm in my kitchen now uh, with a good friend of mine, uh, Mr. Chad Muska. Welcome to the podcast, Chad.
1: Yeah, Toby, we did it. I'm here. <laughs> I made it. <laughs>
0: we'll get to how we met before, but I do remember I was out of the loop with skateboarding for a while, and then I started skating at Brooklyn Projects, I don't know, over 10 years ago, whatever, and I used to always skate with you, and we, and we knew each other from there. But I didn't know that you were Chad Muska. I just knew you were... The dude I skated with, you know what I mean? Then I was, oh shit, like this guy's a pro. And then we became, you know what I mean? Like, but just skating, because I was skating with some great skaters at Brooklyn Projects.
1: Yeah, and, and that's funny. When I'm driving <laughs> on the way over here, that was kind of like my same thought, like the memory. I'm like, when did me and Toby first connect, you know? And I was like, you know, I, I was like, yeah, I just remember this dude showed up, like, like, you, you like, came straight out of the 80s, like, <laughs> with, like, like, I was, like, you got I think you had to, pat, you padded up with some knee pad and sure. had an old school board, and I was, like, and then you just started shredding, and I was, like, and then, and then you just had, you've always had great energy, like, from Thank the time, you. first time I met you, and I was, like, and, and same goes for me, I had no clue of about H2O yeah. and, like, yeah. your, your whole presence, I was just, like, And that's all Brooklyn Project was—the melting pot of all these people coming together and skating and just having a good time—and and I just remember like connecting with you and like having fun and you were just shredded and i could tell your true love for skateboarding was there and yeah. i remember you were kind of like oh i had skated for a while and but you were hyped to be there you know what i mean yeah, and, like, yeah. uh
0: that was a spine ramp i think the original yeah, spine yeah. in the
1: back yeah we built like one other like small like little crappy one i can't remember if you came to that one but yeah the spine ramp was definitely the 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 one that set it off did more. eddie
0: rutige built that one or was he built the other one after that um
1: he- i i built the little one the oh, first shit. one yeah okay. i was like talking to dom about it and i was like we got to build a little we got to build a ramp out here you know and i drove to home depot and got a bunch of wood and and uh, me and some homies like built it like and it was a sketchy one but it went up to the to the uh brick wall and That's everything right. like that back then and so that was kind of like the starting point for uh what's up stella uh um, that was the the starting point for uh the the spine to come in but i can't remember if eddie built the spine i can't remember it's been a minute man yeah <laughs> that was check. such a
0: really fun ramp with so many great sessions there and yeah such a diverse group of people
1: out of all the ramps that spine ramp was the best one i'd have to say yeah
0: and that's where we met all right so before before all that i want to get into the life of muska um first and foremost you were born in Ohio or something?
1: Yeah, but uh, Cleve- uh Lorraine, Ohio, outside of Cleveland. Yeah. Um, didn't spend a whole lot of time there. That was like my early youth. Um, but yeah, that's where I was born. Yeah, I
0: I, I would never guess that. I thought it was like California for some reason.
1: Yeah, that's well. I came here at a young age <laughs> for skateboarding. You know, I yeah, I, I you know left everything and this is where the dream was at. <laughs> yeah. When it was,
0: so, how was it growing up for you in Ohio? Like, how old were you? Did you go to school there before you came to California? No? I
1: was really young, so I didn't think I even went to kindergarten yet when oh, I was sure. there. Okay. And from there, I moved to like um, around the East Coast. I was in like um, Jersey and nice. uh, around Pennsylvania, yeah. um, different uh, parts, and then in Levit- uh, uh, Levittown, Pennsylvania, and somewhere in Delaware. I don't I don't remember a whole lot of it, but I was pretty <laughs> young. But yeah. I lived out there um, until I was around like uh, seven or so, something like that.
0: So your real schooling started in California.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember. I went to school on the East Coast, but I don't remember yeah, anything. <laughs> I don't remember that shit either. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of things happened in between. Yeah. Um, but real school, like, yeah. It was, it, well, the, the, the part that I remember was more in, in Arizona. I think I was in like Arizona. Th- uh, third or fourth grade. I moved to Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, yeah. And was, why'd you guys
0: move around so much?
1: Um just f- my family was just a, like my dad was a biker and and oh. uh, my parents separated and got back together like multiple kind of multiple times and so there was like a little bit of a uh, um you know early chaos in in my my earlier years that sort of uh kept us moving you know Yeah
0: you have brothers and sisters too
1: Yeah I have a uh, um uh, one sister and one half sister too well two sisters yeah <laughs> Awesome so no brothers
0: And then you got to then you got to school in California and how, how was that, like, that transition from coming from the East Coast and moving around and coming to actually...
1: I never went to school in California. Oh, okay. I, I dropped out of high school to come to California. Oh, I, shit. Okay, I was a, okay. I was a freshman in high school, and I dropped out. and Okay. Um, uh, I came to California to be a skateboarder. And, Damn, that's amazing. You know, it was t- times times were different back then, you know, but I felt that the school system, it, you know, at that time was very against... uh. People that weren't normal like I guess or or weren't conforming to normal society the black sheep yeah, and, yeah, you know as a skater with green hair and blue hair and baggy jeans and chain wallets and all that stuff. Yeah, like um, The teachers didn't really accept me and I especially back then. and I wanted to do good in school like I, I enjoyed learning I have a thirst for knowledge and, and I always have and continue to this day too and yeah, so it's not having an academic background is 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 is, i'm never proud of that but it was what i had to do in order to to make it in life it's just my calling and i knew something was else was out there that i had to go and search for (laughs) yeah stella's on the podcast Mm -hmm. um we love love stella
0: so while you were in school did did you just hate it did you get good grades did you it was uh
1: there was like different levels like ups and downs in uh in sixth grade like i didn't do good there because um there was like a lot of gangsters in the school and they didn't like mm. the, us the skaters and like they would met they would like basically you know sweat me every single day so i was wow. kind of like living in fear going to school so i ended up dropping out i mean uh, uh ditching school pretty much all the time to skate at that point in my life and um uh so i did pretty bad in sixth grade ended up doing good in seventh grade and the teachers were actually cool at that school and they were like for whatever reason, they were accepting to me, but it was when I went into high school that things uh, sort of changed, I think, with the school system for mm-hmm. me out there and um, ultimately led me to uh, to leaving and, uh, and and heading to California. I was also back and forth from—my uh, my mom moved to Las Vegas, okay. and I'd be back and forth from Vegas, and uh, my dad was still in Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. So I would go kind of uh, back and forth from the two. Never went to school in Vegas, uh, but I would I was out there a lot, skating with a lot yeah. of people and stuff.
0: So what so what was your connection and like your first exposure to skateboarding? Like what was it? The- um it got you into it so
1: like the earliest one was um my dad um was living in arizona when we were in on the east coast and he sent me a skateboard out like an old like veriflex or like one of those like sketchy like mall ones you know (laughs) and so that was like my first one and there were some skaters that skated around there there was an abandoned skate park um on the other side of this freeway and so i saw skaters skating there and then i had seen like i think it was either then or right when I got to Arizona, I saw a thrash in the movie. And yeah. so that was a big impact on me. And then uh, living in Arizona, there was just kids that skated in the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, that It was just pretty popular at, in, in the late 80s, yeah. uh, right before it died. And yeah. so um, uh, my BMX bike got stolen. I was really into BMX bikes. Nice. And I got a skateboard from one of the kids in the neighborhood, and there was no turning back.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. So... How old were you? How old are you? what would be your age at that point?
1: Like uh, when I started skateboarding, yeah, yeah you first uh, board, yeah, ten years old, probably, wow. yeah, about ten.
0: And so it was an automatic connection to you. you. Loved it. It was fucking became everything for you.
1: Yeah, it was a pretty instant thing. Like I don't like, it's almost weird. Like it's almost like life before and after skateboarding for me. It's mm-hmm. almost like there because right now I feel like I've just it's always been there. Like I as, yeah. as far back as I can remember, I've always had skateboarding. Yeah, but um uh. There was a time where I did not but it's almost like I don't even remember that time, time you know, yeah. like so it's like from 10 on. It was just like I picked that thing up and it was it was my life. It was everything. And that's when I started to try to find out about the magazines and the Thrasher, videos. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it was really hard back then because, you know, there was no Internet or or uh, you know, you had to go to the skate shop. You had to you know see these videos VHSs, yeah v- vhs <laughs> if you were lucky maybe the t- you know uh blockbuster had some or whatever video yeah. rental store had some kind of skate film but most yeah. of it i think was just thrashing and uh at one point then gleaming the cube or like yeah. you know. christian slater yeah yeah thrashing
0: was oh but that's brolin too right yeah shout out to brolin that's yeah sick. um have bones brigade videos obviously
1: yeah yeah Fucking i mean that was a huge, changing huge man. impact you know and yeah um And and so that was like my, yeah, my first exposure to skateboarding was through like the Bones Brigade and seeing those videos. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, you know, it's crazy. But then it wasn't till like when I saw like the H Street videos Mm. where I was like, it felt like, very relatable and attainable to me. Yeah. As to where before that it felt like it was something like that was this magic like Disney or something like it, did it was look like, like that. so huge that it, yeah, like I agree. it was never accessible. You know, it was just like that's them. That's the you know they like look superhuman. They were superheroes.
0: Yeah. It was uh, totally
1: by all a hundred percent superheroes, and I could never be a superhero. Mm-hmm. But when I saw like the Eighth Street videos, I was like, I could be this. I can do this. You know, yeah. it felt very relatable. And another thing, which was like. Kind of left out of my memory For a while But I'm uh, We're doing an art show tomorrow At uh, Shepherd Fairies gallery Oh shit And it's all based around New Deal And uh, 1990 launch Of uh, Relaunch of some products That happened then and, Okay And that, that was a big impact on me too That I sort of like It was so underground At that time Because that's when like Skateboarding had just like died died pretty yeah. pretty hard you know yeah. and and unless you were like the ramps
0: went away I mean it became Yeah, just, yeah. all the skate parks mm-hmm.
1: closed and uh yeah. that just that 80s like hype was just gone instantly kind of overnight it felt like yeah. um um and and then that was the birth of street skateboarding because we had nowhere else to turn you know there was yeah. no skate parks there was nothing so we had to go to just flat concrete or look for embankments at schools or, yeah. or in ditches and be mm-hmm. creative. And so that was like, um, that was the birth of street skateboarding. And then I saw the, those videos and yeah. I was like, you know, this, uh, w- once again, it was relatable. You didn't have to have this grand skate park or whatever. You can go uh, to the local parking lot and try to Do create these your shit. things yeah. that you were seeing in these videos. And that, that was a really cool moment in time for me.
0: Yeah, that's crazy when all that shit went away. I um, I remember I talked to Christian and Cab on also on the podcast and they talked about that time when like it just vanished. Like everything they were doing in skating just was over. It's it's crazy how to take it away like that. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, and it was
1: like as my interest was getting heavier and heavier mm-hmm. for skateboarding, the actual industry and, and the popularity of it was like fading and dying away fast. But <sighs> I, I didn't care because I just there was nothing else that mattered but that skateboard to me in in, yeah. in the world you know yeah. like that was it that was everything.
0: Were you a ramp skater too?
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, for sure. Like I mean, uh, I skate uh, ramps
0: too. I know you can see it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Like, um, when I was younger, I skated much more more often, and there was a tower skate park in Arizona kay. and a place called Thrasherland, and uh, they had like uh, you know the the vert ramps and mini ramps and and that well, Thrasherland didn't have a street course, but Tower Skate Park had a street course. Yeah. And then also backyard pools were, like, huge in Arizona. Yeah. And so I, you know, I started skating in the 80s, so I was a... a, Skating vert, skating mini ramps, skating pools—everything. That was the, what I was skating. That, yeah, there was yeah. no street when I first started, really. So, yeah. Um, they, you know, there was local. There was kids in my. Uh, there was a local po- uh, pools in my neighborhood where kids skated, yeah. and um, that's what I really started skating in. Was a pool first, yeah, and then some lawn ramps outside and, and ramps were sick. yeah, lo- the whole lawn ramp there. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. crazy
0: that nobody thought about street the whole time. It Was just these other things. Yeah, it's like you would skate the street to get to the park or to the ramp, but nobody thought about like. I don't know. It's, it's weird. The you know, you know, it's always there. What's
1: funny is I could uh, carve over the light in a pool when I first started mm. skating. But when I went da- skating down the street, if I got to a corner of the street, yeah. I'd pick my board up and, like, straighten it out for the other, co- like, to turn oh. the corner. Like, I couldn't even, like, carve around the corner. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's, that, I, that's a memory I have. I don't know, yeah. you know. Like, it, I'm sure it didn't last long like that. But I remember, like, being very uncomfortable skating down the street or, like. Going up to a curb And there was no way I could yeah. ollie up a curb But I would try to like Just like Like la- Like you know I don't know if I had Those lappers on or not You know sick. But I would just kind of like <clears throat> Put the nose up And like nollie, Like you know Just lift the yeah. tail up Real quick To try to get up The curb real quick That yeah. was like a trick For me you know Yeah.
0: Do you remember Your first trick you, do, that, you that you
1: learned Maybe. I, uh, yeah, I don't know I mean, probably the Ollie for yeah. sure You know, I think Once that's the basis that. to anything. I mean, there was like the one stupid thing Where everybody put the board upside down on their feet And, and halfway and jumped and flipped it halfway And landed like on it, that. you know like Almost a pogo kind of thing, yeah Yeah. Right? Or like when it was, fl- like you put your oh, feet that. And you lay the board on top of your feet And then just jump and it half flips and, and yeah. land on it like, Yeah. I don't even know if that's considered a trick But I remember I that exactly was what you're talking about. something kind of cool It was like, wasn't a kickflip But you kind of felt like you were flipping your board Yeah <laughs> um, so at that point, so what, what did your parents think about you, like just leaving school and moving to California?
0: Were they supportive? Were they like, "It's crazy," or were they? Well,
1: like I mean, because in the beginning, like they were just super supportive of my skateboarding in general. Yeah, they they loved it. Like they, they've always saw the been, passion. Yeah, they've always been supportive of whatever it is in life, as long as it was positive and I wasn't doing something bad. You know, they yeah. were always, they were always supportive of that. And, yeah. Um, um, but there was definitely like you know some concerns, and and they weren't like supportive of that idea you know mm. and and i was i was getting into some bad things as a kid and you know messing around with drugs and and partying very heavily and um uh I, I you know so from the as a parents aspect and, and looking at it like they there was they were probably concerned at that time you know like what what's what am, what's this guy doing you know we know yeah. he loves skateboarding but especially at that time it didn't Really, there was no light at the end of the tunnel for skateboarding. It didn't seem like there was some golden opportunity no. that I was working for or chasing. It was just fun. It um, just, just like it
0: still is, but it wasn't like what it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and so and and I had gotten into some trouble throughout the years, and and you know with uh, um, with graffiti, and then mm. with uh, uh, you know, I, I stole some product from a skate shop because I needed to, I needed to skate, and and I got in trouble for that, and like so there was little things that I got like into some trouble over the years and, and, and it was kind of accumulating and, and, and instead of like facing it with my parents and like, uh, trying to make it better, I, I chose to just leave and I broke out and, you know, and, and left everything to, to go to, to California. Did you have friends out here already? no (laughs) i met i met one guy one time my friend and i kind of talked about this before but my friend mikey Uh um who had went to vegas one time and he worked at this skate shop hamels in san diego and he was like if you ever come to cali hit me up you know and (laughs) i showed up sure enough and i was like what's up bro and he's like you know i'm working you know (laughs) like and 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 I was in Mission Beach, San Diego, and I just met this group of like squatter kids and they were taggers and squatters and skaters. Yeah. And um, they just kind of took me in. Wow. And I connected with them and they were sitting on the beach and I was like, what's up? Like, you know, I don't really know what's going on, but I'm out here. And I had a broken ankle at the time because um, I had broken my ankle really bad in Vegas. Vegas, Okay. And um, uh uh, just uh, it was. I was still on a cane. It was healed, but I had a. Shit. I was I had a cane, and so I couldn't even skate yet. But I had like my backpack and my graffiti book. A and cane, no place to stay. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know uh, if I had my. Sk- yeah, I had my skateboard. No, I might not even have had a board yet. No phone back then. No phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Nothing. Totally off the grid. for yeah, much. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, it's funny, like looking back Think on things. That. You're like, how did we survive? Even you know it's what I mean? Crazy, <laughs> like, uh, or did you
0: just but, roll up?
1: Yeah, that was it. You know, and and you had to. <laughs> And and it was such a different time, and and uh, yeah. and and it's I I appreciate that like I've lived through this transition of of times of technology and and connectivity and mm-hmm. all these things that like it, because it, I mean what's happening now isn't all bad obviously there's a lot of great out of out of what's happening with with social media yeah. with connecting but just as you know just as anything there's there's some negativity within it as well too and bad aspects of it of course um, where it gets dark um, in there. yeah and and where we don't. You know, we all feel that we're more connected than ever, but we're very disconnected in so many ways in 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 life with people, with humanity in general. Yes, with like being out of touch with the truth of humanity and who the we reality. are, mm-hmm. and and it's like we're all living in this digital fantasy. Um, I myself included, even Me as a, even as aware of it as I am, I'm still a bit of a slave to it as well, because we've been conditioned now to believe that if we're not participating in this digital reality, we're irrelevant or we're left behind. And there. It's really true. And, sad. and, but the, and the sad part about it is there is a lot of truth to it. Yes. If, if, if no matter how, uh, Positive or consciously aware I am of the environment or society or or morals or all these different things It doesn't take away the fact that we need money to exist in this reality that we live in We need to eat. We need to have a home over our heads. We need to provide our families We have to do all these things and so with that said being part of social media is a part of that well at least for somebody like myself who's yeah. a creative or a skateboarder 100%. who has a, who has a brand like you with music 100%. with clothing with all these things that projects that you want to do you now have direct connection to your, your entire audience, which had never happened before in the world. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it's like, okay, maybe you could do an interview in a magazine and that you have to wait for that interview to come out. People have to go to the store. They have to get that magazine. You know what, maybe what's, what's happened. That's changed in your mindset in that three months before you did the interview to the interview came out or a month or however long it's been. Um, you know, right yeah. now this is real time, your thoughts, your, uh, uh, projects, your, 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 Anything that's going on with you, people that are interested in you or, or have followed you yep. are able to to connect with you in real time, which super is super fast. Insane. It's it's amazing. Yeah. But it's also this level of information and a, an amount of information. Too much information. There's our hard drives up here in our mind cannot store all this information and it. It's process definitely fuck it. with
0: people mentally for sure. Yeah, man. yeah, and, it's and, overload.
1: And, yeah, and and I'm curious to see what what are what are the long term effects of this. You know, this is infant stage right now. Like, even. Like, so Instagram's been around what, like, five, six years or something like that, maybe yeah. seven years. I don't know. I don't know yeah. how long it's been. But even the first couple years that it's been around, um, it wasn't what it quite was right no. now. And we've seen it like snowball. And Facebook was there and stuff like that. And I never really messed with that a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, you know, it went from like, you know, it being just this funny little thing that you checked out every once in a while to like this. People's lives. You can't. Yeah. You can't even go. Ten minutes without. Oh man, I you know I drove from here to Toby's house. I had to check real quick on my car before I came in. You know, it's it's Crazy, it gets man, like man. that, you it's know. And and I don't shit. know how I got on this topic. No, but exactly, it's scary. But
0: Me and Rappaport talked about it two days ago. He's like, he's like, yo, check your phone. See how many hours you spent on social media. today I go, you go first. And he did his. I did mine. He's like, that's fucked. He's like, we're forty nine year old men, but we're on this shit. But he's promoting his shit. I'm promoting my stuff. We posit- we, know, we do the best we can down there. And it's and it's a tool. And it's yes. But I think Steve Jobs. Don't quote me on. But I think he said he wanted to create like the human extension of the body and with the phones. And I'm pretty sure he he fucking did that. That's it's, it's yeah. part of our bodies, man. The phone. It's the last thing you look at before you go to bed, and the first thing you look at in the morning. It's fucked. Well, it's, the, <laughs> the the
1: evolution of humanity <laughs> has definitely integrated with this digital. Uh, extension of our of our consciousness Mm -hmm. it's 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 happened it's done it's going there's no turning back yeah so it's like people look to the future and they say well there's going to be hybrid humans and they're going to integrate technology within humanity so in a way that's already happened because you have a question and you instantly have the answer you can have the answer to any question you want in in two seconds how do i build this you know, refrigerator. It's true. How do you, you know, whatever? Yeah. Any single thing on Earth, every library ever existed is consolidated into the into your hand in one second. You can know these things and learn how to do anything. Yeah, and so and bad things too. Bad things. <laughs> yeah, and once, but we've become so conditioned to that. The scary part of it is that we. We believe in what we're reading and watching and being told. So therefore, we can be told anything at some point, you know. Maybe right now it's a little bit, um, you know, realistic and the things that we want to find out and learn and do are all being uh, the truth somewhat told to us. Yeah. But eventually... They can slowly skew it into any way that they want to some mm-hmm. extent, and I'm not trying to be like a conspiracy theorist no, or anything no, no. like that. But the the reality of like, I mean, look at look at um uh like your sponsored feeds nowadays and stuff like that. So I mean, you could talk and like maybe I said refrigerator right now. I could go check my social media two seconds from now, and it could be all new refrigerator uh, like that's you know uh, scary, advertisements, man. and and that's what it is. That's what that I mean. Right now, it's we're being recorded. Everything we're saying is recorded <sighs> and being put into data and we have a profile built on us and it's like okay here's this this white male who's interested in art and skateboarding and music and and carpentry and you know and all stuff and and it's like what do we want to to feed this mind? What, and what can we get out of it? And who is we? I have no idea, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, it's somebody, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> or something. I, I don't know.
0: I do see ads pop up in my Gmail like tattoo removal or Nikes yeah. or just shit that I'm into. I see all the time. It's yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah. Man. Yeah.
1: And and now so it's because, and I was getting pissed the other day that shit started to work on me. I was like I was like oh man my back's been hurting. I was like I was thinking about getting one of these massage things you know. And then like boom two seconds later I pop up my, I pop up my Instagram. It's like you know massage gun you know this that and I'm like oh that looks good and I'm like and I pressed the link now and I bought that thing and I was like you got that big crazy gun thing. The- <laughs> those things are ill yeah, yeah. Really I, good though, I, well. I, I love it i love that thing but i'm not i i'm not sponsored by them or anything like hey but if you want to sponsor me guys <laughs> yeah they're not cheap but we had one on tour we're sharing it to my friend there it's, it's like a drill yeah. it's for your back it's so good yeah that one, yeah that man. thing's amazing there's duty. a bunch of them the one i got was the thera gun and it was pretty expensive i was yeah. like i got suckered into that there's some cheaper ones i saw on the market that's out the there. one though i think that's, yeah it's so good man you got little different extensions and like um, but yeah, once again, I'm not, I'm not trying to market anything on here. I just, I honestly, I love that thing. And, uh, um, it, See, it so you got good. a good product out of them. Yeah, it actually worked. Looking, looking it actually worked. Thank you. Thank you. Algorithm or big brother, whate- whatever <laughs> it is. They got you to get the thing. Artificial
0: intelligence. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's a, those are really good points though about the internet. So what's crazy is that almost everything you started doing on your own as a kid was before the internet. Before that, before skateboarding was a fucking a career could actually have. You did it because you loved it. You did it because, and you moved to California because you met one person said, "Hit me up when you get there," and just showed up. That that's how life was though, is just being outside and being creative and doing shit. And you were doing that at a very young age, and you took a chance and came to California by yourself, which is pretty fucking amazing.
1: Oh man, yeah, it's been an amazing just, ride, and and <laughs> and I'm grateful for every every second of it, you know. But it wasn't all a walk in the park by any means, you know what I mean? There was many years of struggle being out here and being homeless on the beach and, and being starving and needing food and, and, and going, did I make questioning my, my decisions in life and should I go back home? And, you know, just, you know, all those things were, were, were constantly lingering before I finally was able to like really start to make it in skateboarding. And And how
0: long did that take from the time you met those kids in California that kind of took you in? Like, how 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 long did it take you? It was to, probably
1: about three years. And was your goal to be a professional skateboarder at that moment? When I went there, I just wanted to. I wanted something else. That's yeah. all I knew. And I you just, knew you
0: loved skateboarding. You were good at. It and You loved it, it. Was your passion?
1: I was a little skeptical because I broke my ankle and I have like. Yeah, yeah. I had like it's like was a bad break. I have okay. like operation with like the pins and a metal plate and all that stuff in it. Yeah. Um. And so, I mean, I, I yes, since I was a little kid and I started skateboarding. Um, this I it. I wanted to be a pro skater. Like that's you know was my dream since and I was a little little kid and so that that never died. But I also was like, I just was gonna give it a shot no matter what, even if I was gonna go get a job at McDonald's or whatever whatever mm-hmm. it was. Like you know, I just wanted to like go to Cal. My heart and soul told me I had a calling. I had to go to California. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what the the outcome was gonna be, but that's that's I what I, that. that's what I had to do. Um. And it was risky, you know, and, and it's not and I'm not saying that like everybody like quits drop out of school and yeah. and, and, and run away from home. Like that. That's that's definitely not the, the, <laughs> the, the advice I would give anybody no. out there. Um,
0: but follow your
1: passions. Though. Yeah. Sometimes if you're if you're really if your heart is telling you something over and over and over again, then sometimes you have to follow that 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 voice, you know. And yeah. And, uh, um, yeah. So but. It, it was it was it was a rough ride and, and then things started to, to take off and 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 it became amazing pretty in a pretty Small amount of time.
0: Yeah, so like were you working some jobs when you first got out? Or were you just kind of just kind of in the streets? no,
1: I never worked a job ever since I got to California Like I just was holy like, shit. I was just hustling on the beach. You know what I mean? Like holy just shit. Uh, uh begging for change sometimes and like and then the <laughs> the, the the street so crew, you never worked a job from After I had a job in uh, Vegas, like uh, working in a concrete um, casting pre-casting place. And uh, we would make like big, huge cement boxes and load them on semi trucks and put them out for like uh, underground electrical boxes and and, uh, some sewer systems and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, But then I got busted for graffiti there in Vegas for my third time. And I had like uh, like. Huge amounts of fines and, and community service and, and possibly some juvenile detention time Oh shit! And because uh, uh, they were cracking down hard on graffiti at that time in Vegas. And so that's when I was just like, I just ran away from it. I was like, I'm out, Fuck. you know, like I go. I was just like, I, I'm not doing this community service. I'm not like going to work this job. I was dropped out. I had dropped out of school already, you know, and I was yeah. like, um, I was just like, I'm out. Like, there's no way, you know, and and I just like stayed in Cali until I was 18. I never went back to 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 Vegas uh, yeah. until I was. I, and I thought I I never knew if that was true or not, but <laughs> it, I always heard that once you turn 18, that the juvenile mm. record goes away. it Was I, ho- I I always hoped it was, but <laughs> I might still have a graffiti charge in Vegas. <laughs> what was your
0: what did you tag? Did you have a name? Was
1: it I used to like we, we and my friends had a crew called SA, which there was a big SA crew already that but we were we didn't know shit. We were like this is you know, we yeah. didn't have no internet or anything, I was you know. Say that, yeah, yeah but, but that's funny. So, no no disrespect. SA. <laughs> Don't come and get us. No. <laughs> Gator um no but uh um uh that was one of our crews and and usk was another one we tagged it was like the urban street knowledge and urban street kings and and awesome uh, i used to tag um i uh what would i tag i had uh i would tag fila that was like my tag for a long fila? time yeah I, and shit. i had like a little like fila jumpsuit like a velour jumpsuit i was all, i had one that i was like so hyped on you know <laughs> and uh um that was like my uh yeah, that was my thing. I tagged Fila for a long time. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't know why. I had a couple other names for sure over the years. Like, I can't remember the other ones. The, I think the first one I tagged was Foose, but that's when I like I bit my homie from 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 uh, Arizona. That my friend moved from Puerto Rico, and he was the first tagger that I saw. Uh-huh. And he wrote Noose, like N U C E, and I went. Then I went to Vegas, and I was like. I'm a tiger you know And I was like I write foos And I like just <laughs> Copied his style a little bit And like added the F Instead of the N That's fucking and, uh, amazing But then I switched it up After that a while then, yeah. So you, <laughs> you, you were You were
0: a hip hop kid For sure
1: Yeah well, But you know skateboarding was everything back then you know what i but mean more, like the, but the soundtrack is more punk rock back then wasn't it i was totally into punk rock i love punk rock Yeah, must have got a
0: bad religion tattoo it's sick. i got a bad religion tattoo i, I went <laughs> to
1: awesome. arizona was like the punk scene was so hard hard out there like okay. it was heavy man and like i yeah. was but i was going to like you know i i would like be at an mdc show one night and then like uh you know uh uh a tribe called question or, or like, uh, you know, the, I can't even remember same who else, here. like, you know, in the same, in the same couple week, you know what that. I mean? Yeah, like I, I was, that. I was going to all these things and, and even into some like crazy death metal. I was at like Deicide concerts and like <laughs> morbid Sick. angel and like, and then down to straight edge scene too. Like that was huge, huge, huge straight edge scene okay. in, uh, in Arizona. And, and and I, and I was down with like gorilla biscuits and, nice. and uh, youth of today. And, and, um, uh, judge and uh, I love that shit. My, my brain is uh, like I, the New York City of hardcore I, I had one one t- tape cassette that was the New York City hardcore compilation yes. and like I was like I never heard music like that I was like this is so different than any punk rock that I, I was like this is some crazy shit like <laughs> sick of it all or like I mean yeah. all, 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 all and I, th- I, th- I think those were all the straight edge ones. Um, my brain's a little it's been so no, many that's great. years that's great years now you know but like like that shit was hard man i was like dipped in the west coast shit oh yeah. man like i was like i was blown away by that music and the and the the, the energy in it was like you know it was heavy and and yeah. and i was like i was straight edge for 1 year of my life oh, back then shit. and i got super cuz i had a crew of homies that were like hardcore militant straight edge okay. ve- vegans you know okay. and and um and i was like well, these guys are cool, you know. I thought that was it was pretty, it was amazing, and 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 so I went full straight edge, like you know. But it was one year back then. One yeah. year was like a lifetime, though. It is. <laughs> you is. know what I mean? It was like yes. it was like a whole another chapter. <laughs> and I had the X's on my hands, and I wow. went hardcore, you know. And 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 I'd been partying hard before that, you know. Yeah. And they were like, you know, you got to clean your act up. What's up, you know? And and so we started getting like we were pretty like militant. We were pretty gnarly about it, you know. And okay. like at least the crowd I was in was was more so, you know. Is it early nineties? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere early '90s for yeah. sure. Like I can't remember exactly when, but early '90s. <laughs> yes. Early '90s in Arizona. That makes sense. And there was like within the scene, there was like, there was like, uh, in the, in the punk scene at least, there was like you know uh, the punk rockers, which I was super down with. We had a, a crew called FSUP, Fuck Shit Up Punks, and and we were like my main crew was punk rockers. That's who okay. I was down with. And but we skated. We were skater punks. You know. Yeah. Too. And um, and I love all these guys, man. They were like such a like, ah oh, man, like dude, just thinking back to those times was just so cool. And, yeah. and there was this place, silver, the silver dollar club. And, um, they had have so many crazy shows there. Like I got to see Fugazi and, oh, and, awesome. uh, uh, countless, countless punk rock acts, um, would come through there all the time. And it was like a dollar a show or something or like $2. I yeah. think like maybe it was expensive. People were complaining, <laughs> you know, <laughs> complaining. Yeah. And, uh, um, so that was, a, that was a really cool time, you know, and, and yeah. all those things were coming together. Um, But, like, eventually, about after a year or so, like, I think I heard the Cypress Hill album dropped, and I was like, I want to get high. (laughs) So so I started smoking. So I started smoking some weed back then. Okay, okay. And again, after it. And then I had to, like, hide it from those guys. And we were, like, and then all of a sudden they found out that we were smoking, and they, like, the whole crew wanted to, like, beat us up. And, like, we had to, like... We had to, we couldn't even go into this one certain area, and we, we had to hide from the shows. Like me and Damn. a couple of my homies, like like it was sold like, out the edge. It was heavy, you know what I mean? Damn. Like, like and 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 uh, it was just you know things. And I'm you know you know like yes. that scene was different. It was you know different than it is now. And yeah, uh, uh, and and it's no disrespect to them and anything yeah. like that. You know, it was just I I ended up starting to smoke and drink again, and I kind of went away from that that path. But but I was yeah. but I was still like. The music to this day, when I hear that music, it was like I'm like, the oh my gosh, sure. man, like yeah, that was some like cool, cool, cool music. <laughs> <laughs> when 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 do you think
0: Frisky... Skate- oh, so okay, wait, all right, so back to California. You said about took about three years to actually get your first sponsor. Like how did they even happen? How they happened for you? So
1: actually, was getting hooked up in Vegas before I got hurt. Okay. Um, and it was through um, Skate it was a G-N- Well, GNS, a company. Yeah, G-N-S, GNS, Gordon Smith. Yeah. It it turned into a company called And. Okay. And then And turned into a company called Maple. Um, okay. They were all the same. Uh, Wat Watson was a wood factory in San Diego. Gotcha. So they owned it, and then there was a professional skater, Paul Smith. Yeah. In, that lived in Vegas. He was on GNS. Um, did uh, he created the Smith grind. You know he, Was he, that the other Smith? I think that's the other Smith Mike but, Smith Mike Smith But you. Paul Smith was doing Smith grinds on big handrails Before I had seen anybody do that Gotcha. And lip slides And so that's kind of like He was my inspiration for skating big handrails Like okay. like I had skated some in Arizona Like we were skating like more cavemans and, and like I was all into some rails out there Yeah But when I saw Paul Like he was like in this video It's called footage, a G S A Gene S video Okay He's like you know Lip sliding and Smith grinding like Eleven or twelve stair handrails back in like early early nineties, which was like you know besides like I think Frankie Hill or somebody I'd never seen. I was going to ask you. One of the first and, people that kind of brought it. Yeah, wow. yeah, like I'd never seen anybody do that before, and, and um, so yeah, that that was like uh, um, hey Stella, um, yeah that that was like kind of like uh oh it's a little mama she got a little belly rub. She's loving yeah, you. Yeah, I love you, Stella. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, um. Where was that? Oh yeah, but so I kinda I kinda had that hook up but I broke my ankle. Yeah. And then it was kind of like Call me when your ankle gets better, you exactly. know what I mean? So when I got out there there was no like um real direct connection to anything until I started to skate more again. And then once I started to skate more again, then they were like um they, they were like they were like, I'll move this for you. You word the word about you started spreading Is this kid well, I was just hitting them up, and I was like, hey, okay. I'm getting better, you know, and, and then I think my, some of my friends started to film, and we started working on a video project, Okay. and I think then I went back to Arizona for a little bit, for just like a, a few months or something, Yeah. and I filmed some footage out there um with this guy dave platfoot who i saw the footage surface recently and i i was like i don't even know who filmed this i couldn't even remember <laughs> and my friends were like oh the homie dave platfoot filmed it and i was oh, like oh sick. shit like um and so some of that stuff surfaced and and that was going to be for like whatever some maple video or something so like they started to like hook me up again yeah. um i got paid a hundred dollars from them and i was like i'm rich I that's was a so, lot back then. i yeah. was so hyped you know like and <laughs> um Especially for me like I was like I, I was so hyped you know and, yeah and uh, um, and so that that was starting to happen. I was like something was starting to go there awesome. and then um, and then I met Jamie Thomas okay and he was doing toy machine skateboards with yep. Ed Templeton and Ed at that time kind of gave Jamie the reins he, he like Jamie was really like the new superstar at that time yeah. you know and um, and he had a lot of great ideas and he was very like a, a leader he had very he had a lot of leadership quality okay. within him. And, um, he randomly showed up at this house and, uh, cause this other skater lived there that he knew it was like a, it was just like a, a homie house skate house, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. literally like 20 people. Like it was at night, the floor was so covered with people that you couldn't even like barely walk to the bathroom. because like, that's how many people were staying in this place. That's awesome. It was like a, it was like a, we were, they, S- skater sk- squat. Yeah. But they paid for it, but it was definitely like a skater squat. Mm-hmm. Um, that's and awesome. my friends from Arizona rented it and, uh, that was in Hillcrest, San Diego oh shit yeah so but uh, um jamie had come by one day and saw this tape of mine that we'd been working on and he was like who is that guy and i wasn't there and then um when i got back there like yo jamie thomas was here and he saw your footage and he was hyped and i was like oh man i was so pissed i wasn't there you know yeah and somehow we eventually ended up connecting and started skating together a bunch and um and it really he really helped me out a lot as far as like introduced me to like all the photographers and, or at least, brought me on sessions yeah. when there were photographers there, and that's when I was like, "This is my shot." Like, I'm ready. Like, I'm about to break it off right now. You know <laughs> what I mean? And so, anytime there was a professional photographer and just anybody videoing, yeah. I just was like giving it my all. And um, I think Jamie saw something in me, and we connected. And he asked me if I wanted to ride for Toy Machine, Sick. and I was like, the answer was just like an obvious yes because it was such a cool movement yeah. at that time. Was that
0: like '94?
1: Yeah, ninety four ish. I would is say. It's the Welcome to Hell video. It was. It was. It was before that, okay. which was probably. It seemed like forever before that, but <laughs> once again, like, like timelines. Yeah, and one year back then was just so long, you know. Like, it, yeah, it, it was like it's just so different than it is now for, yeah. for me, at least. Yeah. Um, Plus, you're young too, just fucking living in that moment. Too, yeah, you know? yeah. So it was, you know, we just. Uh, I guess we started filming for "Welcome to Hell," but at first we just started filming, you know. And so um, that's a big deal that being that young and Toy Machine and Jamie Thomas. That's like and Ed Templeton especially oh, too, yeah. because he was he was a very big like uh, in like just iconic pro and yeah. somebody that like for street skateboarding he was really influential to me as well too. Okay. So the, the chance to to work with both those guys was just like, um, and and there was such a like, Jamie was just all about this like energy of like. like going for it like you know like i'm working every day and bringing it together and with maple it was sort of like i was like on my own i was like okay i gotta i want to find a filmer i was getting boards and and from them and everything and it was great and i love that experience you know i'm so grateful that it allowed me it maybe even gave me that spark to like maybe come to california because i knew it was in san diego Yeah, yeah but there was no initial like uh anything waiting for me when i came but um but i worked and got it going and but uh Toy machine was the ultimate um, Just uh, Really thing where I was like It's on Like this is gonna happen Like something's happening yeah. Right. yeah Did
0: you reach out to your family And tell them what's happening At that point I got so- my first sponsorship Are you in touch
1: with them It was crazy Because phone? it was like pay- Yeah straight payphone <laughs> status <laughs> And my mom actually Didn't have a phone at that time oh, So I would shit. have to like Communicate through my dad And my dad would some- Sometimes she would call My dad or my sister would call My sister would sometimes Go back and forth So it was like Very like little communication So there wasn't a lot like Isn't it, that
0: crazy, man? He's, yeah He's
1: living it, it wasn't really like a whole lot of updates Until like I actually like Started like Really kind of Coming together with it You know what I mean? Okay And, and then like I was able to get like I think the first cell phones came out Or at least I had a house That had a, a home phone in it You know mm-hmm. um, And had a uh, Got a room with my friend uh, Was that the first? Room? Yeah uh, Shit, it's all a little shady <laughs> I can't remember exactly Like I think uh, It was either my first Um Room was with my, my friend Kenta from Japan in San Diego, or it might have been the second one. I think the first one was with Tom Penny and um, Angel Kabata had a house in Newport Beach. Because oh, okay. shit was getting kind of hectic down in, um, in San Diego. And I was like, that was the rave scene was going on. And I was mm. like going to raves. And I was like, I was skating and I was starting to come up, but I was still like, had nothing you know what i mean i was wasn't getting paid anything at that time wow um i was still couch surfing from anywhere i could stay and i was still dabbling into that like kind of like dark rave scene where it's like gotcha. you know Partying a, lot of, a lot of crazy shit was going on with that stuff and and um and that's when i was like hey ed can i like come up and stay with you for a couple weeks or something and so i went up and Get focused and, and, and was shit, staying yeah. with ed on his couch and um started skating with the, him up there in orange county and yeah. that's when i got connected to the whole orange county scene yeah. and i met like tom penny and um angel from tsa they were doing tsa clothing which was cre- like pretty cool like, yeah, yeah. like, cool thing at that time yep. and um and at this time no <laughs> still it <it'll laughs> always be cool no but uh um and so i connected with him and then I ended up like kind of like really hanging with those with that squad and ed was like you know me and ed were very different like yeah. even though i was coming up there to Escape some of the negative stuff was in San Diego I was still definitely like partying and, Gabbling and, in and, it there and too. connecting but more in a positive way there than than where I was at in because I was hanging with like non-skaters in San Diego too gotcha. and at least the people in Orange County I was kicking with it was all skate yeah full skate scene and yeah and uh and stuff like that yeah
0: so that so that was toy machine was that was like what 94 to
1: 96 yeah, something like that. Once again, I'm so bad with the, <laughs> the, the time frames. Yeah. So, what,
0: so when was it for you when you like you realize that um, I'm actually this is going to be a career? I'm spot. When you start actually making money, when you start actually making some
1: money where I could get get your own place on your own from skateboarding? Um, was that that was, years later, or like that was a, like, fast? but it was still like I was still like roommates with people and stuff like that. It was kind of a, a, a gradual thing in the yeah, beginning, very you know. Um, uh, but. In in between, it was like th- I never even questioned it. Like I was like I never even thought about it. I never thought about like am I doing this for a career? Like You're just doing it. I was doing it, it. and yeah. like and I was like just going for every every opportunity along the way as it came, kind of. Yeah. Um and uh um but yeah with with uh, really no at that point there was no turning back i was like like i got put into this this machine somehow and it was a toy machine yeah (laughs) but uh, (laughs) but the machine of the industry kind of and i was like okay this is starting to happen we started to go but it was mainly like we started to go on tour and i was kind of like on tour forever and um just didn't have a house and all that stuff yeah and then that's when i got the place with angel and then it the moment in time that really allowed me to start to become self-sufficient within skateboarding was it came from a very negative thing in skateboarding, which I actually got kicked off Toy Machine. Um, oh, shit. At the, they were doing a video premiere. The video, um, they were exporting the video the night of the premiere. It was like last minute finishing, and they, the computer crashed, and the program crashed, and they couldn't get the video <clears throat> exported in order to watch at the premiere. What? And so crazy. I'm waiting at the premiere. I'm drinking like I, in my cl- ca- ca- classic style, and... Uh, the video's not showing up, and it's getting later and later and later, and I'm getting a little bit more drunk and a little bit more drunk and a little bit more drunk. Damn. And then, uh, you know, and then all the kids are hitting me up like, "What's going on? Where's the video? Where's the video?" And then, Ed and Jamie come up to me and they're like, "The video's premiere is not happening tonight." And I was just like, "No, like, what are you saying? Like, I, I couldn't compute those. Uh, yeah. I, those words did not make sense to me. Like, yeah. the video was coming. We were celebrating." It was dropped. It was a moment that i had been working my whole life this for. This is like your introduction to the whole. Yeah, story. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was Gosh. just like, "What?" And I just lost it. And I don't really remember. I think I blacked out and was just like faded and just going off on Ed and going off on Jamie and Damn. you know. And, and I don't remember any of it really. You know, that, what I did or what I said exactly. But I woke up the next day, and I was like, "What happened last night?" Wait a minute. Like something doesn't seem right. Like I was. I didn't remember it. Damn. And I was like this is sketchy something something weird happened and I was hungover and I got a call from Ed and Ed was like you know I'm sorry but you know I can't have somebody talk to me like that and whatever and oh, and, and um we're going to have to kick you off the team and I was like oh my gosh like it's over like I'm done like you know what I mean like my career is I'm completely done it's How old were you at that point? You remember how old you were? I mean like 20s No, I couldn't have been more than I couldn't have been more than 17. Holy shit. 18, 17, Damn. 18. You know, something like that. Okay. You know, um, and uh, I think. <laughs> the whole world came crashing. this. Yeah, day. it like, was done. F- and I was like, man, so I'm, I am I at least I got sponsored and, you know, and, and I turned pro for for Toy Machine and it was cool. And and then some other people started to hit me up and, and I was like, wait a minute. You know, maybe there's some other opportunities. And eventually this, the, this guy, the owner of Shorty's yep. hit me up. And it was Shorty's Bolts at that time, Okay. and uh, his name's Tony Biolos, and um, he hit me up, and he was like, "Hey, Shorty's was the, the coolest of cool at that time. At like that time. they had Rosa, the model, was like the oh, yeah, yeah. For, for the bolts, and 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 so it was just a bolt company, and and they made grip tape and bushings and stuff. Interesting. But every cool skater in the world rode for it, and okay. that was like the kind of first of the first, where like it was like this like other type of team that wasn't like only like you know Powell or Vision or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was like Everybody from all the companies rode for shorties because it was you. bolts. It was a bolt company. Yeah, yeah. And they were the first bolt company, as far as I know, that mm-hmm. like, well, that made short bolts at least. I think they had like um, T bolts before that or something, or, or like yeah, a, yeah. A bridge bolts, you know, like I think some of those old school 80s ones yeah. were around <laughs> first. But like they ma- they were the first company that uh, really um, reacted to what was happening in skateboarding and the riser pad had disappeared. That's right. And nobody made short bolts. And they made shorties, which was the most genius, easiest so thing smart. to think about, but the most genius thing at the time. <laughs> and they were bagging bolts. Him and April, his girlfriend, were bagging bolts in their apartment and, and wow. selling them. And it blew up, you know, and, and it really became something. And Just a bolt. It's crazy. Yeah. And that's a whole story in itself. Yeah. You know? and, and he hit me up and he was like, I want to I launch shorty skateboards and I want you to be the face of it. And I said, Sick. well, this sounds pretty interesting. And he said, "I want to pay you." And I said, "Ooh, this sounds even more interesting." <laughs> and then that was like the first real paycheck that I got from skateboarding, That's awesome. and it changed my life at that time. And I was able to get my own apartment. I got a car. I got a Honda. Fuck. I got a Honda Accord. I was pimping. I was pimping. You know, and you I might not even like, be 20 yet. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And so that was like, you know, like I I couldn't believe that that was all happening at that time. And Fuck. and um, it it and that was the beginning to like really the most memorable and magical time and my skateboarding life was the shortest years because i was given the opportunity to help build a team and and work directly that with the, the face with, you know shit. and 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 work you know more than just being like a a, a poster child for it i was involved with it i was yeah. talking to the owner every day i felt Sick. like i that was my introduction to business really okay and i was like okay because i'd watched what jamie and ed were doing there and i was like all right like I have ideas. I have these these visions in my head. I've always had these visions. And so this was my opportunity to bring some of these visions to life yeah. and do it the way I wanted to do it and not necessarily through somebody else. And, and Tony was supportive of whatever it is, whatever awesome. ideas, whatever totally concept. In you. Yeah, and, and we were a great team. We worked really well together, and and, and it was just such, such a fun, great time.
0: And, and did that Toy Machine video ever come out?
1: It, my part got taken out, and so never that, nobody saw that ever. Or it must, it, must be like somewhere. They like years, years later, like five years later or something Fuck. like that. They um, did a d- they re released it because it came out on VHS gotcha. back then. They made a DVD, and there's like a hidden section where you can find it on the DVD and watch it. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's the only cr- way it ever came out. Some of the footage came into some different videos. Some in the TSA video. Uh, life in the fast lane, which is crazy. Okay. <laughs> the name says it all, pretty much. <laughs> um, and uh, and so, a couple of the tricks ended up in the shorties video too, which is funny because it was like almost two years later. Those, some of those tricks, like still, I still got used in in that part. Wow. So did you did you make up with those guys too? Probably. Yeah, you know, for years though, we <laughs> kind of just never really like talked. We weren't like enemies by any means like we never yeah. were like oh like you know screw you or anything like that but um but there was a bit of a like uh i think between me and jamie it was like a like kind of a rivalry rivalry i can't say that word right now i got uh, you you know there was a bit of a competitive aspect to our to our relationship i think mm-hmm. like uh and and and, and, and it, even if it was a healthy be- way i think so yeah, yeah. And, and even if it wasn't between us it was sort of like within the industry it was sort of this like hesh versus fresh kind of thing Mm. where jamie was kind of like zero with skulls and dark and you know and i was kind of like hip-hop and baggy pants and yeah and and all that stuff so so it was sort of like this kind of divide in skateboarding at that time period Mm. where it was like you know the roots of it were like thrasher and skulls and yeah and and all that and 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 that's kind of like what Jamie kind of still was vibe was like, at least yeah. it was relate- relatable to that with like, you know, motorhead or something hardcore that was playing and, and <laughs> yeah. slams and all that stuff. And then yeah. where like with the shorties videos, it was like some hip hop beats and, you know, and and we were all like, what's up, yo. And like, you know, and all, <laughs> all, all that vibe. So like, it wasn't really like an intentional thing, but like, it was sort of like, you know, which crew are you down with kind of at that time? I, mm-hmm. I felt like a little bit, you know, maybe that's how my mind remembers it at least.
0: Yeah. So would you say that those are the first videos to start having, like, hip-hop? Because most of those other videos were just pure punk rock. Like, when did the hip-hop stop coming into the skateboarding? Because that was a crazy transition. Because growing up, I would just skate to the aggressive punk rock. And obviously, I loved hip-hop. But I didn't really skate to it. But I don't, I, maybe I was out of the mix at the point when hip-hop became, like, such a big soundtrack for those videos.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I think it really sta- It started with, like, I don't. It didn't happen in World Industries, but I think that was like. I mean, there was there was okay, there there was elements of it that happened. I mean, speaking of underworld element, um, yeah. which was like sky pager, and it was like full hip hop and like yeah. graffiti, and Andy Howell was part of that, who had started New Deal and yeah. and 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 really brought that world into it. But it was still very underground at that time, and it wasn't really like main like it wasn't the the public perception of skateboarding. It didn't change at that time really as yeah. much. And then for me it was like, like Menace and City Stars with Kareem and and that whole crew, oh yeah. like, and, and like that was like really like where where I felt like hip hop was coming to be part of skateboarding, and those were huge influences of mine, like mm-hmm. all those guys, and and uh, um, that was like I think like th- they planted the seed, and then maybe like I helped bring it in yeah. into the mainstream even more so at that time, yeah. you know, but skate the the industry was growing. So right, right as my interest started with skateboarding and it was dying. Then as my popularity in skateboarding started to grow, it was growing right along simultaneously with the, with the industry itself. Mm -hmm. So it was a, it was a golden time to come up as a professional skateboarder. Um, and, and it was just a a perfect storm kind of in, in general. But I think that like, yeah, our, our videos to this day, I always get kids hit me up through social media and they're like, oh like, you introduced me to hip hop, you know, and awesome. it was through the videos and and, yeah. and 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 all that, and so that that's it's cool. It was, it's uh, it's a fun thing. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, there weren't many that many African American skateboarders back then. Harold Hunter, Sean Sheffy, uh, Steve Stedham, Chuck Trace, the ones that I knew. There wasn't. It, I was so happy when I saw like it became such a diverse group of humans because it just wasn't Ray like Barbie, that. And Ray Barbie. That's yeah, right, Ray yeah. Barbie. Sorry, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Sal too. Sal. Yes. yeah. 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 yeah.
1: But But no, it's, and yeah, it was definitely like, but, and that was the public perception of skateboarding was, it was this like Southern California white, white subculture, you know, and, and that was it. And, 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 uh. And when I grew up and was skating in high school, uh, one of my best friends, Mike, was was Mexican, and he skated, and like he got sweated by the Vatos, you know what I mean? Like, Mm. what's up, SA? Like, why are you doing that white boy shit? And they they jumped me and beat me up in front of him just to show him, like, you're next if if you don't stop this, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it was like it was like that heavy, like it was like you know perceived as a white thing and a white male thing Mm -hmm. at that. Now fast forward till now, it's it's everything it's like boy it, girl white black asian mexican does, punk rock uh, everything uh, you know china uh, brazil uh america australia you know yeah canada it doesn't matter where you go in the world africa i mean there's skaters everywhere Isn't and it crazy, and, and, and it's like they all got their own little scene i mean it's so 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 cool to see big big and the reason it's so cool is because how important skateboarding is to somebody and especially to me and to kids they have a physical mental activity that yeah. gets them out of the house that gets them off their phone that unites them with all these different cultures and people who they may have never been introduced to yeah like, skateboarding is so much more than just this like activity that you ride and try to do tricks on it's be, it's a community it's, it's everything beyond man. that yeah, it's, it's, it's 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 a culture it's it's a community it's it's a uh it's just everything it's so much it's it's the world can learn a lot from it and yeah. and, and and there's some bullshit in skaters and and they, yeah. they, they maybe are like um judgmental to people outside of skateboarding so yeah. it's such a tight-knit group within skateboarding but like um, but nonetheless, it's the positives outweigh the negatives. Yeah. So, so so much with it.
0: Even as fast forward to like Loop Fiasco, Kick Push, and Pharrell Williams like skateboard P, and Little Wayne skating, like how that like that part of the hip hop culture like made it so cool to be a skateboarder too, and brought like such a new group. It's it's amazing. Just when I saw that all that happened, I was like, I like how everything's so meshed together, all the different genres and communities. It's it's amazing, man. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's 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 like it's so many things are like, and it's weird because there's, there's also that like the opposite spectrum of that too, where it's like, you see some of these things like coming all together, but then you also see this like great divide continue to happen in this world, which is so frustrating because mm. like, it's like we, 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 we take 10 steps forward and then it's always a couple steps b- back too. you know, like it's yeah. like, and as we celebrate all these different aspects of creativity and, and humanity in general, of uh, of all these things that that now we're we're going like okay, a lot of things have been suppressed over the years, whether it's whether it was racial or gender or yeah. uh, you know all these different things, yep. and so we see this 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 rise of all these 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 people that have been suppressed over the years are like okay, I'm here, he, he, hear me roar now, okay, yeah, which is great. Like, like, I mean, I'm all for it. Like, be proud of who you are a hundred thousand percent. But then I think that it's, it's a dangerous like edge that we're walking on because that pride within their community and of self, it starts to now alienate them from the rest. It's almost doing the same thing in a, in a way to some extent, because it's like, you know, you're you and I'm me and, and i represent this and they represent that and there's all these different labels that we're putting on people in society mm. and it's like it's like hey do, like I, it it it's it's great be yourself like but i think like and and it's like you know celebrate humanity and don't celebrate just these little aspects of it i yeah. think it's like it's celebrate the idea that there's the freedom to be whoever you want to be but don't segment yourself in within society it's like if we're all here connected living within the same world mm. that we need to find a way to like celebrate it it all together because like it's like what if what if all these groups that are being celebrated at the moment what if a kid doesn't fit into any of those groups he's just like oh, i'm just want to be a scientist and go to school and do my thing like yeah yeah are, are they then going to be alienated and be the like outcast you know or yeah. something and and so so it's a touchy touchy subject which is like uh, it can go on for years, and 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 people would easily say to me, "Well, you're not that, so you, you've never been that, so you don't know what it's like to be that. That's why we're being this way, you know." And mm. and and I and I understand it, and 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 I don't like, I don't I don't go against any belief in this world, like whatever yeah. it is that you want to do and which you want to believe, like go for it. Did you like, grow up religious you know, at all? Or no not really like I was a cat we were a Catholic family um uh but when my parents divorced and and um it, and it seemed like we just kind of like uh faded away from the church and stopped going and so I didn't go to church through through like a lot of my later years in yeah. life yeah um uh but in in uh or later years in teen teen uh yeah my yeah. teenage times yeah and and then uh throughout my skateboarding career it was like that was like it like not to go against any religious or be sacrilegious anyway, but but skateboarding w- was my religion in a lot of ways at that time. It music was, was it, music is mine. It yeah. was everything for me. It was everything I did. It was my I lived, breathed. I agree that I agree did with everything that. with it. And, and 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 like I said, no disrespect to compare it to a religion, but um, that for me, it's what it felt like. It was yeah, that, you believed in. and yeah. passionately. And and but then later in life, as we get older. We start to search for spiritual purpose and meaning, and um, and so I continue and i continued to be on that path, and I will to the day I die. I think. Yeah. But um, uh, so I've studied all religion. I've I've looked into the different uh, aspects and, and, and read upon ancient religion into modern religion and to awesome. all these things. And and what I found after all these studies, there's an underlying theme. They're all the same in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. The word might be different. The, the 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 word God or Allah or Buddha or Krishna or all these different words humanize the truth of religion and open it up to debate. and And this will be de- my words are debatable. Yeah, totally. all words are debatable. That's why I have trouble even talking upon the subject because because it's there are many contradictions in our in our in in what we say and what we do how we act but the ultimate underlying theme of religion is being a better person understanding other people being at one with them accepting that there's a higher power beyond yourself true and just basically doing the right thing it's being nice (laughs) being 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 nice it's not it's not rocket science you know what i mean yeah 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 and and um and, and and that's 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 what I've come to, to learn, you know, yeah. and 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 I and I respect. I one thing I had said before, and I and I always think of is that, that there's many paths to enlightenment, uh, and all paths can eventually lead there. And my path might not be the same one that leads you to it, you know. And yeah. so, if I find this path and I'm heading to it, and I'm and everything's great, then it's not my. I can share my experience with people, and I can I can give them these tools, and they can listen. But I, it's not my. I, I shouldn't have to be like, Toby, you got to, you do, you, you got to learn about this, man. Like, check this out. Like th- you don't even know, like, you know, wh- wh- why do you think that like, you have to think this? Like, cause this is the only way that you're going to mm. feel better about yourself because I I did it. I'm living proof. You it's know, like for me, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so, so there's all those things, you know, that like, it, it gets tricky. And, and, and once again, it's like, there's, there's no way to say in words, what's a hundred percent right. There's no way to say what's a hundred percent wrong, even except. You in your heart, you know when you're going against God, you know when you're going against yourself, you know when you're going even if you don't believe in God, yeah, you know when you are making a bad decision, you know when you're doing wrong by somebody else, yeah, and you feel it. You can lie to yourself all you want, you can mask it, but <laughs> every single person in the world knows when they are going against the truth and the light. And and that is the ultimate thing that religion represents to me and if you yeah. choose to do the right thing over the wrong thing and the simple thing is of be, be nice don't be an asshole That's the basics man be kind yeah look out for other people you know yeah. and and but it's so hard in this world because yeah. everybody's clawing for their peace everybody's like yeah. you know and 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 and, the, and it's just even the it's not even all about like this massive fortune sometimes sometimes just the littlest bit of staying afloat is is what everybody's trying to totally, to man. to to stay and a part of and do stay afloat yeah mm-hmm. and and so we all have this fear you know there's a there's a major fear of, of of losing or the fact that all of humanity's not going hey I'm gonna be nice and make the right decision so you're in this constant fear of do I trust this person? Are they trying to get over on me? Mm-hmm. Should I get over on them first? Because because they might be getting over on me. There's all yeah. these things that like we're we're conditioned and fed by this world that we live in now. So so at times it it becomes hard to make the right decision, you yeah. know, and to be the better person. And yeah. you know, but I I myself I'm, I every day I do my best to make the right decision. It doesn't yeah. mean I'm perfect by any means. It doesn't yeah. mean that um, I'm gonna mess up It doesn't mean that Like I'm gonna have bad days It doesn't mean that You know All those yeah. things But I know As much as I humanly can I consciously make the effort To be a good person To when I see somebody On the street I, I like to smile at that person Me too You know People say, "Oh, that's sketchy," because you don't know this person. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes a crazy. Uh, and I don't care if they're a crazy homeless, ragged-looking person, or if it's a, it's a rich, beautiful lady walking by. It mm-hmm. doesn't it doesn't matter to me. I try to greet every person with the same smile. Yeah. Hello, how's it going? At least a nod and a smile, like you know, it's like it's just yeah. a nice thing to do, you know. Yeah. And, and that's what I like to do, and and that's a small step, but I think it could go miles, you know. Like yeah, it, it can it can uh, have a ripple effect that, 100%, that man. changes. Changes things Just
0: just one person a day That you make smile Or do something for Like it's I, I believe in that too man I really yeah. do um, Pay it forward type shit You know Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, It's real Do you have any regrets I You know I I, I try to I, I try to turn any regret Into a lesson The best I can Smart. I think the only regret I could have is in real estate <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and some financial decisions and in, in real estate, like, which is not really a, re- I guess it's a regret that, that would, I, it's funny. Cause that would be the only regret would be, would, would be based around money, which is funny, which is t- to stop and think about, you know, like, yeah. like, it's like, wow. Like you would think if a person had one regret in their life, it would be something like an action that they did or something that they, you hurt somebody and you wish you wouldn't have, or something like that. But yeah. when I when I stop and think about it, it and I'm just having this self realization right now that like, and I'm questioning it a little bit, you know, it's like it's kind of interesting that that would be my if I had one regret, that's what it would be. And, and that's you know, I don't know, it's a strange it's thing to estate, me. Yeah. yeah, just just to think about. Uh, uh, I'm even <laughs> thinking, thinking that the statement is strange for me now that I said that. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess I would have like invested in real estate more at 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 a, at a oh, young, okay. younger younger age. Yeah. When when uh and held held on to like a house that I bought one time and So what was the first house you bought? How old were you when you bought your first house? Do you remember? Probably like uh Probably 21, I would say. Wow. Yeah, I think 21 in Woodland Hills. Okay. Yeah, and I always like that's the one house I wish I would never have let go of. <laughs> mm, especially back then. That's cuz I got it at such a good price too. back then and, and it's like, you know, now look at where we're at. It's like you can, and in California especially it's like so expensive, it just right. can't get in. How does anybody buy anything? Like I'm like and, and just not even the mansions. I'm talking about the just no, all the normal houses. How do you buy how does anybody buy and afford these these this these <laughs> homes <laughs>
0: we bought this house in 2003 and this neighborhood was nothing like this and my wife told my wife like you're crazy because trust me the neighborhood's going to get better and then like a year later the zip code was on cnn our, our neighborhood's completely changed and i'm very happy that we bought this house in 2003 we're very lucky man yeah the smartest thing I've ever done with any of the money i've ever made it was smart to do that you know what i mean yeah but now it's like if we sell it where are we going to go because we can't afford in california exactly. go, go over the hill or something yeah or, I never want to leave California. But I just love it too much. I can't live in the winter again. So it's like, we're gonna have to sit on this a little bit longer because it'd be worth, you know, more you know later. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. I've been thinking the same thing because I actually I bought another house up uh, in uh, Hollywood, Holly, uh, Beachwood Canyon up Hollywood, yeah. Hollywood, Hollywood Hills area. Yeah. And um and on am the same thing. I'm like, damn, like, you know, it might be time to sell this thing, you know. But once again, where are you gonna go? And I was, you know, I'm looking out to go into the desert, and I was gonna move out to like wow. Yucca Valley or you know somewhere like that and get some land and. And I'm just like, wait, man, can, can I actually be re- that far removed right now? Like, I don't know if I'm ready yet. That's like, <laughs> what you're saying, could you live anywhere else but California at this point? And, and I mean, even though that's the, that's, you know, uh, Yucca Valley is still California. Well, no, I know, but it's far though. It's, it's Yeah, yeah it's, far. Like, it's, it's, it's only a couple <laughs> hours, but uh, still, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I lived in, when I lived in Woodland Hills, I was like, I felt like I was completely removed from yeah. like, everything. I was like, and that was a while ago now. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, and, and, and that's the thing is, like, that's what stopped me. I'm like, I, I've looked, I, I'm like, uh like a Zillow junkie like always checking checking real estate out and looking at different places and thinking a lot of those prices
0: aren't we know from recent shit we've been doing like a lot of those prices it's not what they say they are either they're worth a little bit less than what they say yeah I'm saying I I would say so for sure like yeah don't get your hopes up on that Zillow on that (laughs) zest that zestimate (laughs) yeah
1: didn't you live in New York too though for a minute? Yeah yeah I was out there for a long time I um I had bought this house here and I rented it out for a while I actually rented it to um, uh, Corey from Slipknot was was oh, in my shit. house from
0: <laughs> dude my son's that's my son's favorite band nice nice that's sick yeah that's and, awesome. and I
1: connected through Dom Dom okay uh, yeah what connect, up Dom connect, yeah Dom Brooklyn Dom once again we're gonna shout you a few times out on here <laughs> <No>, heard <laughs> Corey's super nice <laughs> and it was I don't think I've ever even met him now that what? I mentioned it because like I'd oh, moved, shit. I moved I, maybe I met him once briefly in the beginning but like. I think I'd like moved to New York already. And then I was like out there and I was like, I got to figure out something to do with the house. And somehow he just set it up. I can't remember if we've only spoke on the phone. Damn. Um, um, and I might've met, I think I only met his assistant at the time or something. Gotcha. Um, I forget her name at the, the moment. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But he was in there for like maybe uh, four years or so. Um, I think something like that. Great tenant. Yeah. Thank you. Corey. <laughs> Paid the rent on time. Never complained. It was a, it was a great situation. And so why did you end up in New York? What were you doing there? Um, I've always loved New York, yeah. you know? Um, and I've always had, it from the first time I went there as a teenager, skateboarding, um, the hip hop, you know, everything. The music yeah. was so influential to me, um, the graffiti culture that had come out of there. Um, and the just like, I was just like, I was always, the city always spoke to me. Like, yeah. I was like, in my early years, that's I was like, That's why you can't move to
0: Yucca Valley, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well but, but things change when you get, sure, older. You get older. That's
1: true. I, now nature speaks to me. Like gotcha. I love it. Like and, okay. and that's a whole nother kind of uh uh conversation. I like that. But but uh in my youth, I was just like, you know, New York City, Los Angeles, like London, Paris, Tokyo. Like all I just the major like cities. I wanted to go and be a part of all those things. Like I was the rat ready to run the race <laughs> yeah i love them a little bit still am a little <laughs> bit is that where muscabeat started in new york no we, i mean me and my friends in arizona were, were into hip-hop back in the yeah. day and so we were djing and collecting records and freestyling and and um you know had like maybe one of the homies had a little beat machine um and then uh um i started making beats and then i then as i got some money from skateboarding um, I started getting some, some random, you know, beat machines and started, you know, toying around with beats and, and making them. And, yeah. um, I can't remember where the first, uh, one I was at, but then I remember in, in Woodland, uh, not Woodland Hills, uh, uh, when I first moved to, I think I'd, start, I'd already started making music a little bit, but then when I moved to Westwood, um, was my first place I moved to in Los Angeles yeah. from, from, uh, Orange County. Um, yeah, I had a studio in Orange County too. Um, but uh but I set up a nice little studio in this garage there and um, cool. and just started like really really diving heavily into beats. into beats yeah
0: was DJ Premier a big influence?
1: I love Premier for sure, yeah, man. I I, love
0: I got a list of your shit. You worked with like African Mambada, Biz Markie, Guru, yeah, Melly Guru, Mel, Mel Ice T, Jay with a damager, yeah. fucking K R S one, yeah, you
1: God, yeah, Raekwon, it dude, was that's in, amazing oh, man, man those are those my idols you know and in a in a I I oh, couldn't believe it was happening when I was recording dude. my beats were like being wrapped over by like these guys it was like the most surreal moment of my life for like music you know and yeah and, uh, um and, and it's just like I, I'm just like I I love things so much that like when I get into them it's like whatever that action is that my mind tells me to do at that time like mm-hmm. I become so heavily just completely absorbed into ab- it absorbed with it a hundred thousand percent and and that was what music was for me at that time and, and yeah. producing and 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 learning synthesizers and midi sequencing and and sampling and where did all these original samples come from and collecting all the vinyl and I love and, that. and you know Dissecting and, and shit yeah and and how was this made and 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 you know it's reading up on 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 premiere and and uh, yeah. um uh prince paul and um, Grave uh, diggers, yeah, the, yeah, Sick. It, you know, and and uh, the like, the Dust Brothers, and and yeah. um, or and you know, like all these people that Rick Rubin, um, you know, uh, everybody that was producing this music, I was like wanting to know more and and what was the equipment that they used and how what was their process and um, you know all that stuff and so from going through all that to like all of a sudden I'm sitting in a room <laughs> with Africa, bambata and, and I'm like, oh my God, like, <laughs> like. <laughs> He's over here, and then I remember he, he, he I I beats for him. They'd all listen to a bunch of beats, and they'd like he like I'm gonna pick this one, and we did this in a hotel room in New York City, wow. um, at, at the Soho Grand. I, that was when I've got the first um, USB. Um, he was uh, talking about that yeah, earlier, yeah. uh, Bus powered uh, recording device, um, and I was going into Pro Tools from well, you know, with one microphone in the middle of the hotel. And and uh, the, the rappers would come in there They'd pick a beat They'd write their song Right then and there And we, re- we would record it And Pretty much in one day Some guys came back Two or three days But a lot of them Just like banged it out In one day And we did it And I remember uh, Bambada You know He picked this one beat And I was like You know And I, I just had a bunch of them I didn't really I had a few beats in mind For a yeah. few people But with him I had like some like I was like, all, like You know I wanted to do some Like Planet Rock type You know yeah. Some like
2: Boom, sh- boom—you
1: know, like some some eight oh eight beats with some like synthesizer riffs and stuff on it, you know. And yeah. and uh, um and I had this kind of like p funk beat almost like like this kind of like funky like beat that was like a, it was a pretty trippy beat. And he's like, it's like I want this one. And I was like, oh, a word, okay, all right, all right, you know. And then he was writing forever, and I was like, kind of humming along singing. He goes, like, okay, I'm ready. And and then we you know we hit record, and and he drops his verse. And then it just stopped, and we were like, the whole room was just like it was just like crazy silent for a second. We're like, and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" Like it was the (laughs) sickest song. It was like some style that I'd never heard them really bust. It was so sick, man. Like yeah. It that's was awesome. a tough fake. You're like, fake? Oh, that's what you are. It had some like P-Funk kind of like, <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. I can't, I can't do it like him, but <laughs> it, it was crazy. so sick, man. Yeah, what and about, all, all the guys, man. It was just insane. What about Guru? That was awesome. Uh, Guru was the best. He was actually the one who came by the most. He would like come back in daily to check up on us to see what was going on and, and the progress of the album. Um, I got to introduce him to Prodigy from Mob Deep, who he had never hung out with. Until oh, that hotel huge. room, that's fucking huge. And it was like, I was like, "You guys have never kicked it, you know what I mean?" And 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 rest in peace, both their souls, you know. Yeah, I'm so honored and blessed to have lived that moment and wow. and sat in a room with them where we both recorded a hip hop track to- together and listened to the conversation they had. I'm gonna still have to make a documentary on that I whole have thing to. because we recorded, we videotaped a lot of the experience as well wow. too, and I have that on video that moment, and it's just like. Wow, I'm just like blown away by it. You know what that's I mean? It's amazing
0: you made that connection, man. That's really it's yeah. fucking insane. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: KRS1. Yeah. Sick. And and then we did three tracks in uh in LA back in my studio here in LA. Um at the time and uh KRS1 was one of the ones we did in LA. Um and uh it was so sick. I had a studio set up in my in a, one of the rooms in my house, you know. Holy shit. And he came through and 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 he dropped Three tracks in like, uh, three tracks in like, a couple hours. He was just like, I'm ready, like you know, <laughs> like just spitting the illest verses. He's like, one of the greatest. Yeah, man. like just like, and he just wrote it all right on the spot too. He's just like, he's like, I'm doing three songs. You know what I mean? And like, he just like picked three beats and just wrote three songs and just like, just so deliberately per- perfect on point, just. Every time it was just like each per- each delivery he did was just it was like the first try was like, well, it's that's perfect. It's done. Like he's like he couldn't got much better than that, you know. And so, yeah, we dropped. I still have two tracks that are unreleased from him. Uh, I never put out yet. Holy I'll shit! I Have to drop one of those one these days soon. And Raekwon dude. Yeah, oh, yeah. He was like the Tasmanian devil. He came in the room like, woo, woo. This shit is hot, son. Woo, woo. <laughs> there. No, they got a they got recording studio there. I'm gonna keep me one in there just like that. And then and he was like super hyped. Yeah, he was just bouncing around the room. Had a towel on his head. Like, sorry, sorry, Stella. Wow. I to the Stella a little bit here. Um, yeah, it, it, and he just dropped the fire too, because I had met Raekwon uh, with Block from Venice, okay, uh, and and uh, Lofty, the homie Lofty, they came to my, because I had the studio in L.A. already in in my house, and and they were out, because we were partying, and still getting crazy, you know, one <laughs> night after one of the clubs, Block's like, I got Raekwon, he wants to see your studio, he' going to come over, I'm like, oh my god, you know, and and uh, and he had kicked some freestyles, and and um and so I'd made just off of what he was freestyles I recorded some freestyles from him that night and we were just kind of like no he was just kind of messing around and we were just yeah. like going going off and I ended up chopping up some of his vocals and I made a whole beat around it and and so once when he came into the studio in New York City I had had the hook finished already and and he was just ready to lay the verse but he hadn't heard any of it okay and so I played it for him and he was like what word he's like you got this done already? You got the hook? What and I was just like, hey, I I didn't want to be disrespectful. I was like, but yo, I made this beat and I made the yeah, hook with yeah. this and and that was the Musca beats, m- Muska beats coming through oh, with shit. the motherfucking woo. You know, and I I chopped <laughs> it up. I was like, I was like, he's like, You got the hooks, you already got the hook, son. And and I kind of had chopped and screwed it a little bit where I'd like slowed the vocal down. I was like, Muska beats, m- Muska beats, That's you know. Pitch sick. pitch changed it a little bit, dropped the pitch down a little bit, and and uh <laughs> and it was like it was pretty cool, man. Like That's it was huge. It was man. A, it was a crazy thing, and and then he was like, "Oh, you got to get my brother. You got on the track too, because no he problem. did the one verse." And I was like, "Enough said. Bring it on." You know what I mean? And like maybe a couple of days later, you got came through and dropped his track as well too. Damn, man. Yeah, that was like, man. And, I, I still trip out I still don't even believe It really happened You know what I mean I know like, man like, It's fucking recording tracks Melly and Mel, Mel you. And fucking Oh him. man Melly Mel You know what I mean It's like come on man But you know like <sighs> the, It was like for me Like Bambada Melly Mel And Karis One Was just like Sick, ne- You know all, all of them were crazy of but, but to have the godfather Of hip hop And and just like All those, those Those originators Of the craft It's like yeah. That's like having like You know like Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd and the Stones like come totally. into your house and record some yeah. tracks with you because there never is gonna be those guys again. They're yeah. the, the 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 pioneers of the music that w- it only happens one time. Yeah, and those were the guys. And to to have that experience and record with them, it's like phew, I, I can't even. Still can't believe it happened. Ice T too. He was cool. Ice T. Oh man, he was the coolest. He was man. so like, legit. Man. Came in with cocoa and everything, man. He came. Damn. In, like, and we're chilling in a hotel room, and and it's like I got on video of him too. He's looking around. He's like, man, this like, this ain't nothing new. This is this is how we used to run up in the, in the town to sell dope. This is how we used to do things or something. I can't the remember. The, he's like, this is <laughs> a hotel. This is this is how we used to do it, man. Like, and he's like, like, and and. And it was like I said It was like now It's very common To have a computer And have a, have yeah. a, a recording studio Carried around with you And go everywhere that, Nobody saw that That was like The first time It was ever being done Kind of You, you doing know that. Yeah. At least for I'd never seen it and, and those guys Had never seen it You know They're, You had to go to like We had a We had Chung King Studios bis- Chung King in yeah, New York yeah. yeah yeah Very famous spot yeah. To judge Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay okay So wow. and, and for hip hop too A lot of yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of hip hop Was recorded there yeah. too um, And uh, uh We, uh, we originally, so Biz Markey was the first one I recorded in New York, which, gosh, you know, (laughs) each, every name I say is just like, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, uh, but so, but I was like, is, I don't know if Biz is going to like accept recording in a hotel room. Like, you know, I'm like, are they going to think we're lame? You know, like I I didn't know what to think, you know what I'm saying? Cause it was all new for me as well too. And I was nervous as shit to to record with these guys. And so we had, I had booked um, Chunking Studios, that, uh, you know, for that night, just in case, you know, like I'm like if if just in case I'm gonna book a, a room there to record and do it. Yeah. And so he showed up and I played some beats. And I was like, we got the whole setup here, And we can do it here. But if if you want, we can go to the studio. And he goes, he's like, what? He's like, I'm gonna do it right here, you know, Biz yeah. and Biz Boys. And I'm like, <clears throat> and then he dropped the illest song. And I was like, if it's good enough for Biz, it's good enough for everybody. So from that point on. I was just like, this is where we're doing it. And that's why I told everybody. There wasn't a complaint from nobody. Yeah. You know, they were all just, they were stoked on it. They were hyped. And so it, was it
0: just spreading like, because was there really no internet back then. How'd they know like, I know you connected probably from one guy to another, but. How they you know about this? It just through other people, we start making the connections to
1: produce these guys. Some, or, some of them led, like one guy led to another. Like, yeah. um, uh, I got, but Frank One Five One, the oh, homies, yeah, Fra- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Frank shop, shop, what up, uh, Frank? Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Mike That's and Steve, awesome. Mike and Steve, you know, where yeah. um, we had worked together on an issue for the magazine before the that. brothers, yeah, yeah the Malvin brothers, and uh, um, they were really connected in New York to the hip hop scene That's cool. at that time. And when I got out there, I reached out to them and they really connected me with a majority of the guys on the album. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what up, what up, what, up, what up? Yeah, 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 yeah. Check Max, Max in in the the house. Oh, shit. Sorry. He's punching left. We'll, we'll go late. We'll go late. Um, yeah, Max. Max and... wait,
0: why are you trying to come in with your glasses on, stunting in here in the kitchen?
1: Still... Yeah, still. Uh,
0: right. How was school? Good? Hot. You like your new sweatshirt? Yeah, sweatshirt's sick. Really hot, though. Yeah. Hot in school? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah yeah brother
0: um so yeah the malvern brothers that's interesting that's before that's before
1: they had the chop shop too yeah that was before that was when they only did the magazine back then that's right you know what right. i mean it was a great and, magazine and, uh, uh um yeah those are the homies and so so uh connected with them and then uh met Rayquan through uh block and lofty yep yep um and the homie Dwayne, who was the manager at the time and um Introduced me to, to you, God, and then parties kind of spread from that. Yeah, like from muscle. there, from there, and then uh, spe- I met Special Ed through the Frank guys. Oh shit! Yeah, Special Ed came through and recorded the track. I got and it then, made. Yeah, damn it, damn it, damn it. So good, man. Damn it. Um, and then Ed was like, "You got to get Flav on the track," and I'm like, "Flav, Flav, Flav's gonna come to the track." And he's like, "I'm gonna call him right now." he call him. Yo, you gotta come through Flav. These guys are doing some crazy shit over here. You gotta come check it. Then maybe not two days later, or something or a day later, Flav's up in the studio recording. Holy shit! And I'm like, oh my god, like I got Flav a Flav, Flav in the dude, It was the person you had. It was so crazy, man. It was just like beyond. And then it got, but then I, uh, um, and then, but then I was running out of money and I couldn't get, I couldn't do anymore. Like I was like, I was paying those guys. In order to be a part of it, I gave Got him some you. cash up front. Um uh, And it was like kind of basically starting my own rec. I, I, not basically, I started my own record label. Yeah. Um, I was doing everything legit w- way. You know, I started a publishing company. Damn. Um, you know, all all this stuff. Um, or not a publishing company, but I, I at least registered through uh, BMI, I believe it was or yeah, ASCA, Yeah, BMI. Um, at the can't remember which one I chose at the time, but um, you know, I had a lawyer and was doing like straight agreements with everybody the the proper way and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, so it was it was official. you know, we, we were going about it the right way. Did you ever want to rap? The funny thing was is that when I recorded Raekwon in the studio, i I, I freestyle with the homies when I when I was just back in the day and stuff. yeah, but like I never wanted to rap ever in my yeah. life. like and and Raekwon was like, you're going to get on the track, too. Like, you're going to get on the verse. Holy and I'm shit. like, nah, no, nah, it's cool. It's cool. You know, and then he's like, nah, you're going to get on. You're going to get on. And I was like, and he kind of like pushed me in the booth pretty much and was like, yeah, you're going to do it. And then so I was like, all right, all right I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'll go for it, you know. And so I started kicking the verse and it, it, it was like the wackest verse I've ever kicked <laughs> in my life. I was mad nervous, too, already, you know, because it was Raekwon telling me. Yeah, And then, it's and then he kind of like, he looked at me. He's like, okay, okay. And Raekwon never asked me to rap again after that. He didn't? <laughs> no. Holy shit. And you never tried after that? No. Nah, I mean, I, I, I kick little things here yeah. and there. You know what I mean? But, like, nah, I never... I like producing music. I, I, like, uh, I like I I like, like the technical aspect of it. And you're self-taught um,
0: how to be a producer. You you learned it all yeah, yourself. Yeah, completely. And before YouTube. Friends, before YouTube. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, mean, I had a friend, uh, Dave Rowan, uh, Super Dave, the homie. Okay. Um, who, but he was more of, like... Uh, He was always on my technical back for sure, but I was still self-taught as far as like what the music was that I was creating and how I was doing it It was definitely a very um, self-taught process. Yeah, and and looking into like some of the other things I heard within the hip hop community, what machine was they were they using? Like I got an SP twelve hundred originally, and I was working with that, and then I learned about the MPC two thousand, which I started using, and then computers came along and kind of changed the whole. The whole game, yeah, it went from like a dat and and dat tapes to, you know, digitally recording into the computer.
0: Yeah, um, that's fucking crazy. Another question I want to ask you about is where were you in your career, at the at the time? Like, like where were you in the career as far as like uh, how? I don't say how big you were, but how I know you're important when you got asked to be on the Tony Hawk game, and how did that change? Did did you feel an uh, immediate change when you became on that game or uh, did it change like later on when video games became because that was like that was a huge
1: game you were on it. Yeah, I think I was like pretty much at the height of my career in skateboard in within the industry Yeah, and what that game did for all of us was introduce us to like as a household name. Household name. Yeah, more so. So it it I mean that game was a was a game changer. <laughs> yeah, cuz <'cause> it's always, <laughs> the always game the universe a game. before. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah, so that definitely like took took things to a whole nother level for sure. Were you, were you excited about the time? Oh, I'm gonna be in a video. You didn't even think about it. It was just a video game. Like, it was it was surreal was for huge, sure. Like you know, moment. I I yeah. never had any idea of like what the the cultural impact of that game would be yeah. by any means, or like what it would have done for my career. It was just like I'm gonna be a video game character. It was sort of like funny just to think about and see like after you know I was never a big video game kid, but obviously yeah. I played Seven Twenty and you know. Frogger or whatever, Pac Man and stuff like, <laughs> you know, things like that. But mm-hmm. like, um, uh, so to, to you know, Super Mario Brothers and things. I was kind of hyped on that. But uh, um, but yeah, to to see it, uh, yourself on a video game character That's was like, I remember it just like blew me away. And then, but then all of a sudden you would start hearing people say, like, oh, I got, you know, my cousin called up and they got you on a video game or playing, they're playing you over here or, like, or whatever. Yeah. Random things like that, you know? <clears throat> so that was pretty funny. It's crazy, man. And then you wanted another one too after that,
0: right? The Tony Hawk Underground?
1: Yeah, the there was, one? like, there was, like, one, there was, like, one, there was, like, Tony Hawk one through, like, four or something like that. Yeah. I, I can't even remember how many it was, but, yeah, somewhere to the fifth one, I think, or something like that. And so, was there ever a time in your career where you just wanted to, quit skating? No, because... I would never quit, but I would take breaks. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, I, would producing. Yeah, I would go go into other things that were interesting to me, so that like I could return to skateboarding and it would remain um, interesting to me. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, yeah. um, because like I think if you do one thing only for like a long, long time, eventually you could lose interest in it.
0: Hundred percent. Yeah. And you would do an art
1: the whole time when you were younger. You always like a, to some extent. Like yeah. there, there was like, uh, I would. I was, like, always into graffiti, but I never looked at it as art at that time. Yeah. You know, to mm-hmm. me, it was just graffiti. Um, art was very separate, removed from me, from, like, like, it felt similar to what I was saying before with, like, Powell or something like that. Like, if yeah. it was, like, kind of unattainable. I'd never went into a gallery. I'd never went to a museum. Um, it was, like, something that was, like, other people did. That That's the way I looked at it. Yeah. It wasn't until later that I realized everything I was doing was art the entire time. Yeah. Skateboarding was art. Designing skateboard graphics is art making music is art um you know all all these things were were some sort of aspect of art did you love doing uh, c- uh competitions and stuff was i I, right? ne- I never did competitions oh, Really, you never did. i did but not a lot okay i probably only entered maybe five competitions oh, my wow. entire career wow which is pretty funny i would yeah. go to the competitions but they were never a major part of of it for me yeah. you know um street ones mostly yeah street it right? was all street yeah i yeah, never yeah. did like mini ramp comp- by the time i was like coming up like it was all street for me yeah 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 um but uh and and, and it was competitions were different back then you know like uh, maybe i entered more than that but that's all i really remember <laughs> like you went into um, for that you went to because you loved it it was yeah about, like, i mean my whole thing was about the street skateboarding Real, like not a street course but going out into the streets going into the urban Culture, environment all, all that shit. and yeah. finding staircases and rooftops and bank embankments and natural um architecture that was uh skateable
0: yeah you remember doing like your first set of stairs and rails like how scary that was or
1: when we started doing that when everything's changed to that or not yeah I, I don't really have much memory of like the fir- i mean I, m- I remember the first handrail that i did i don't re- i don't remember it be- i don't remember thinking of things being scary Yeah, i just remember young, thinking too. about like how do I figure out how to learn how to do this? You know? Yeah. I remember some of the like crazier things I did in my career being scary and being like, Oh shit. Like wasn't I, I, like, I got to go for this. No, uh, oh, skate, skating, oh, okay, tricks, okay, you know? okay, yeah. like not my early, early stuff. But like when I was pushing the limits of some of the things like I'd like, you know, question, was I going to be able to, to actually get away with doing this or, or yeah, get hurt,
0: you know? Yeah. And, and you, do you have, do you have some, uh, who are you looking up to at that time? And how do you create with the your skaters that you looked up to? And, some role models for you um I've,
1: I've always i mean like gans was always somebody who i like completely sick. looked up to and loved yeah and, and uh sick artists too yeah amazing uh pat duffy um ed templeton mike i mean all this the old the Nottis, uh tommy guerrero you know um all the og street like legends kind of before yeah. me but then when i when i was like coming up i i think i was like I wasn't looking to anybody. I was like, I want to be the next guy. Like, you know what I mean? I remember thinking that way. And, like, I wasn't like, I was like, with me skating with Jamie Thomas, we always pumped each other up. Tom Penny, Jeff Rowley. um, There were so many people, man. It was just like great times and skating with all of them that uh, was such another magical time. But, uh, um, yeah, I wasn't really like, necessarily influenced by any one particular person Uh, after i got sponsored and stuff i was just kind of like doing my my thing
0: yeah and then when did you get into like designing the shoes and stuff super and stuff like that when did that start so in
1: 1996 i believe it was i designed my first shoe with es okay and um uh with um frank uh frank um uh, Bostelli, Frank Bostelli, I think this I would met- be your first pro model shoe
0: yeah Sick. yeah and I
1: had the opportunity to do it and so I, um, I sketched up some ideas and I worked directly with the designer there to create my first shoe Sick. and it was pretty successful it did well and then I had the opportunity to start up Circa footwear I'd say Circa um, that's right uh, in like 99 1999 we started that and then I designed my second shoe with them the CM901 and that Kind of took off heavy and, and designed multiple sh- ten shoes I think within Damn. within circa it's fucking awesome and then went on to um, later then uh, be a part of Supra and helps get that started up and launched and created shoes within them and and uh, didn't didn't Bieber blow them up too. He was he it won? was. It was. He was. He helped out by all means yeah, for sure. Yeah, Bieber was rocking it. You I know, was like, oh, the this guy tops. Issue, I never seen like. Yeah. We, with that. we it had blown up before that too, and yeah, and um, uh, but he obviously helped introduce it to his whole market and yeah, pop, pop culture market. Um, that must have been huge, for you guys. And for sure. Yeah, it was insane. I mean, a bit. I mean, everybody was rocking the sky tops at one point. Lil Wayne too. I remember that yeah, too. Gen yeah. Jay Z, Kanye, oh, Lil Wayne, uh, Rihanna. Fuck. Uh, um, Heidi Klum, the Olsen twins, um, I mean all, the, up. all these people were 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 rocking it. It became pretty like heavy uh you know, cultural movement yeah. at, at a time, which yeah. was like an insane thing to see that because I've always had interest outside of skateboarding sure. and so especially with fashion and, and design and art and those things like like uh um so I think that like for me to get uh, to make something that that actually broke out of skateboarding was was a blessing and and yeah. uh, and was something that was like um, felt it felt like a big accomplishment because especially after you've accomplished so much within one thing, totally. like you you start to set your eyes on different aspects of life and and where you can grow and and move on to I mean, and inventing
0: so, yourself too and doing new shit. I like that you've always done that. It seems you know what I mean. It didn't
1: stay on one thing because I think and a lot of people would be like oh like you know you could mistake that as not being true to something but i but i but i personally think that like
0: true to yourself because that's what you want to do yes yes and we (laughs) as
1: humans are placed here in order to express ourselves through any means no limitation of whatever it is once again whatever your heart and your your inner voice is telling you to do it's like if you feel like painting a picture paint a picture if you want to make a song make a song if you want to sew some clothing together and make 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 up some clothing make some clothing yeah. if you want to you know dance dance if you want to write write if you want to you know build a home or a house or I mean dig a hole whatever the hell you want to do <laughs> go out there and do it you yeah, know I and, agree with and, that. and 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 there's no limitation because I'm a skater I can't do something else like forget about that did That's you get like, do you get flack for that I'm sure sure some people were like, oh yeah. like, you know, oh Muska thinks he's producing music now or he thinks he's like making art now or, and it's it's easy to talk he shit think about. He's something. actually doing it. Yeah. He's actually doing it. It's a lot easier to critique than it is to create. Hundred percent. And and hundred percent. And most of the people that are critiquing are not the ones doing something. Absolutely they're not, not creating. And so so that's why I never I don't pay attention to that kind of stuff. I, love that. I don't let it bother me. Yeah. It's like I just want to keep going. I want to create. You keep it yeah, keep yeah, keep the, keep the yeah. mind
0: keep the mind, right? Keep the mind right. What we got the, going on here, Max? Max, just ask the question, man. Oh, I'm in to Grove. Okay, with who? <laughs> I'm just going to go there. I'm not meeting Kevin Okay, cool. Bye. Do, we? do you not need to take a photo of you guys? Oh, yeah, take a photo. Story, okay, because no. we're still doing this, though. Yeah. Take one of your phone, because my phone's shut off. I don't want my phone during the podcast. Okay. Um,
1: Should we do it here chilling like this? Is this yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah,
0: sure. We're, we're, we're talking, though, so leave me alone.
1: Leave yeah. Me alone. Sick. Um.
0: Right, now you got me, off course. You got me yeah. off course, Max. Okay. Good to see you, brother.
1: Nice to see you. Heal up, heal up. <clears throat> you, you 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 had a performance last night, or? Yeah, it was awesome. It was so nice, sick, nice. It was so yeah, sick. It was I gotta perfect. hear your music, man. It's it's, super fun. I'll get you some music. What, yeah. You about it, what? I'm not,
0: run the band. Go follow Run the Band on Instagram. I've yeah. You already have your own podcast. Nice. Good seeing you, nice to see
1: you, buddy. Good see you. All right, be safe,
0: man. I okay, well, I'll see you later. Okay, bye. Um, she got, got me off course. Okay, back to skateboarding. So, do you skate as much? Do you still skate a
1: lot? Nowhere near as much as I used yeah, to. Yeah, I, I pretty much. No, in the I've answer, had like a lot question. of. I've had a lot of injuries. Yeah, you know. Um, What's one of the worst uh, injuries you had? My back has been the ultimate one. That, that that's really, why I bought that thing. Yeah, yeah. The back has been the worst one. I have a, a slip disc in my lower back. Fuck. And um, you know, I was uh told to get. I need surgery by two different doctors, and I'm scared. To, I'm just scared to death to get that surgery, and I and I've heard mixed reviews of it. You know, I hear some mm-hmm. people it's a miracle, it saves it, and I hear other people that are like it just didn't get better. It's, it's just there, and so that's when uh. I I still skate for sure, but I also like do so many other things as well you know, as busy. well too. And I go in phases, you know, just like I always have, I guess, through my life. And yeah. I just I went on a, a couple of months ago. I took off and went on a super tour around Europe. I was skating demos and I was like breaking Sick. it off and like I was surprised myself on some of the things and and stuff. But like, but I have to be aware that like I put this body through a lot of hell. Yeah. <laughs> and and um so with those damages um. You know, there's there's repercussions to what I've done, and and I have to face it. But I'm, I'm ultra aware of my body, and I've 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 changed so much over this these last seven years or so. Um, all so much changes for the positive, and to be aware of my body. To I'm, you know, like I was saying earlier in this interview, I've partied my whole life, but at this point in my life, and for seven years, I haven't drank a. Drop of alcohol. That's sick. I don't, it's I'm awesome, completely straight edge. I don't. Proud sm- of you. Man. I don't smoke weed. I don't do wow. nothing. Nothing. And and I'm, You have uh, coffee? No coffee. I I, I was I go spurts with coffee yeah. here and there. I just started but, this year. But uh, um I'm I'm I it's once I drink like I was on the cold brews a while ago. Like actually actually I'm just um I'm just off coffee again not too long ago. But I had like a couple years off of it and then I w- and I went to Europe. And then, like, as everybody's like sitting in the, the cafes in the morning, and <laughs> so like, and then I was kind of tired and I was off, like, um, um, jet you know, lag. jet lag oh, yeah. and everything. I was like, I'm gonna need me a little coffee for this one, you know, to, to do autograph signings yeah. and, and appearances and stuff. And so I started there. And then I got back and then uh, what I what I like to drink are those cold brews and those things are gnarly. I'm i have really, heard they are. They're crazy so caffeine. insane, man. I'm like and I'm drinking like six cold brews, seven cold brews a day, and I'm like, damn. jittery like, <laughs> as fuck. Yeah, I was like, wasn't good for my health, I could tell, you know. And yeah. then and then they're also like Fucks um, your stomach up, yeah. It's kinda of messing my stomach up and At least I to have to go to the bathroom and shit. And I found myself um uh Wanting to eat a lot more than like they say, like coffee will so, make you like skinny. But I was like, too yeah, there. but I was like drinking coffee and I was like, oh, I need to. F- my stomach hurts. I want to put something in my stomach. Damn. So I started to like eat more and I was being more. Uh, the coffee was making me unhealthy. It was weird. Interesting. I, I was like, yeah, which which before I'd like I was like, oh, I'd like I'm just gonna drink a coffee and I won't eat, you know, and whatever and it's like a diuretic it, or something. Yeah, but but it's, it was work. It was becoming the opposite effect on me. So so seven I'd, years sober. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, man. yeah. So and I and I feel great, you know, and, and I'm not like I don't. I I don't preach my uh, ways on anybody. Chad else. Chad straight strategy, everybody. Yeah, okay. I am. Yeah, I yeah. am, and I and I awesome. and I am proud of it, and Sick. because because I can say that like I live in clarity, and I don't have another factor that's that's in my life that's weighing me in any way. I love that. I, I don't wake up and go, what happened last night? I don't. You've I been don't, through that already. I man. don't do something and go. Man, I wouldn't have done that unless I was drunk. Like, you know, I it's not that I don't make mistakes in life still, we all do. Yeah. But I'm conscious and aware of my mistakes and I can accept responsibility yeah. for my actions because I thought of that and I did that. I wasn't like drunk or blacked out yeah. and, and making stupid decisions. Yeah. And then with the weed, I I'm I'm much more like in the present. I'm here. Yeah. I'm not like living in this fog of a cloud Did you that you smoke I, a lot of weed I smoked before? a lot of weed. Like a lot, lot, lot like Snoop lot. Sheep dog of, style that was. Yes. Place, okay. I was like Snoop Musk over here. Like <laughs> I, <laughs> I I used to smoke I used to smoke a lot lot of weed, you know? And mm. and uh and like it's crazy. Like now, like I'm actually like I write things. I'm constantly thinking. I'm I'm expressing this like I had a whole like I had a whole like person inside of me that I almost didn't know exist because I spent all those years like masking it with the weed yeah you know and it was like pushing the way i was chasing a high and and that high was like you know it was never all the way fulfilled you know what i mean yeah and and so i was like always smoking or always drinking and um at a young age you started too yeah really really young age you know i was smoking weed when i was in third grade and then by the time i was in sixth grade i was like taking acid and drinking did you do heavy
0: drugs before too
1: yeah, yeah, Fuck. yeah. I got into all kinds of stuff, and luckily, my main things of choice were were smoking weed and drinking. That was like my that's what I mainly did. I never really went too far down the path of anything else. Although I've I've experimented heavily in all all realms of of partying. Yeah, but luckily, I, and it's not necessarily luckily because they're equally as bad in any in many ways. Yeah, but like I never really got fully addicted on any other type of drugs besides weed and alcohol yeah which was i'm grateful for but still even those things can be very destructive in in one's life and, yeah um and and so you have and, no
0: crutches now you have nothing you depend on every day just living and no you have any daily rituals or stuff you do or yeah
1: i'm, I'm like you know Nogut? i uh i wake up and and i feed my dogs <laughs> and and i and i walk my dogs and and it's in the, the the time when i'm walking my dogs is where i really like i try to like stop and like cl- shut my mind off a bit and i look at the trees and i look at the the birds flying by and i feel the wind like in my face and i breathe in this air and and i kind of be in the in the moment with it even if it's for a little amount of time yeah in that morning that's how i just like to start my day off yeah um and then beyond that whenever i have time i completely meditate i i I live up beachwood canyon so there's like trails and mountains and there's some areas where i can just hike up and be in a mountain where nobody comes It's awesome. and i sit up there and i breathe and i face the sun and i usually have the sun close my eyes and and uh and and shut my mind off which is a very difficult thing to do it's It's, really hard it's really difficult what's that meditation called because my wife does one too muska meditation okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's a name of one. My wife does it too. She could do. It, she can do it anywhere. I'm like, respect. It's really cool. It's like block things out and try to shut off. It's hard, man. Yeah, I'm
1: learning to do it more, like in in society as well, too. Like, and and I think, uh, I was having this conversation with a guy yesterday that I met with about like breathing as well, too. Is a very important part of it, and just like, yeah, and be aware, be aware of this moment, to be aware of your breath, to be aware of, the the. Your, your unconscious self or I, I don't know, you know, and, and I haven't studied anything. I never met with some spiritual guru that yeah, was yeah. like, here's the way, and this is what you're supposed to do. And, but whenever I do like read about different things and things that I hear they're all the things that I instinctually already led myself to, even with yoga practice and stretching and yeah. all those things, like I'm not a yoga master by any means. I'm, I'm no yogi, but, um, all the things I was naturally doing are the things that, When people did teach me how to do things, I was like, "Oh, that's that's what I do (laughs) right now." Maybe I'm not aligned perfect and whatnot, but I'm like learning as I go. But yeah, so I I try to, I try to be like, as much as I focus on business and work and all these projects that I want to do, I try my best to balance. I don't try; I do not all the way, but I balance it out with this these actions of letting go and living in the moment and breathing yeah. and meditating and stretching and being aware of my physical body um, as much as I can and be aware of my mind and my thoughts. I think I think your thoughts are the most important thing that you have to learn to control because when you learn to control your thoughts and the, the energy that you spend and save, spend time on thinking about, you're just only going to give those things more power. So if you're yeah. thinking about something negative all the time, you're going to give that that idea or that thing that's making you upset, you're only giving it more power. I agree. And so I, I know I can't fix everything in this world. Like There's a lot of bad stuff going on. We all know there's bad stuff going on. Yeah. But if I sit there and just go like, this is bad and this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, I'm only working my stress levels up. I'm only like putting more negativity into the world because I'm frustrated and mad and that energy is translating and transcending into this this collective consciousness and into this 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 realm that we live in. And so I choose to look for the great things in life. I choose to look for positivity in this world. Yeah. I, 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 I know that there's forests burning down. I know that there's people being killed and, and I know all these things are happening. And it's not that I want to be oblivious to them and just like, Oh, it's all rainbows and bunnies and I'm walking yeah. around. And it's perfect. I know that's not really what I'm talking about, but it's like, I'm just trying to be the best person I can be, live the best life I can live, have a positive interaction with as many people as I inspire can inspire people. Ha- have, to. have interaction with and do my part to make it better. And hopefully that can make things better on a whole. Um, but it's, it's, it's... Lead by example. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's not easy. It's not it's perfect. Not, it's like, especially in today's society, in social media and all these things, that we're being bombarded with comparisons constantly. Yeah. We're, we're um, you know, questioning all these things that are happening in as, as a species. What are we all doing? Contributions. Even as I'm aware of, like, what my carbon footprint is, I'm still completely disgusted with the amount of things and trash and everything that I produce. Like... I you know I try my hardest and even with trying my hardest yeah I bring my own grocery bags to the store yeah I have uh, glass water div- he uh, does d- uh, order to my house and I bring a a, a mug as you know as, as much as possible sometimes when I'm touring I have to grab a yeah, a bottle man. of water here and there You're not and perfect stuff, man You know But like I, tr- I try my best to do it Yeah But even then I'm like The amount of trash That just comes out of my house And e- every week I'm like Oh my gosh Like this is crazy Or like when crazy. you grocery shop Everything's packaged in something And you know It's like It's just It's it's what we live in But so So those things I could dwell on that Yeah And I could go Oh man this is horrible It's never gonna Nothing's The world's over It's done You know Yeah And, and just sit here And just be miserable Or I can accept the things that I, w- that I cannot change and do my best to change the things that I can change and live life. We're all put here to live. We, we can't carry the weight of the world on our back, but we could do our part to make it better. You've, you've always been an optimist, huh? I, I have been. Yes. Yeah. Very I think optimistic. That might be the
0: key to your success and the key to your longevity and, um, the career you had, like the things you've done with producing and, and skating and designing and, um, Everything, the art, everything, I think you st- always stayed focused on a path. I think that mentality definitely helped you get where you are. Pretty, you know what I mean? Yeah. Through everything you've been through, even being not being sober and being sober, you still were doing, you still being creative the whole time. You know what I mean? Didn't, really, didn't really hold you back. Yeah. It's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah. I think optimism is an important aspect to life, you know, Yeah. because it, it's it's hope. It's it's yeah. a spark. Even when the flame is out, it's like a little, a little uh, coal that's just still simmering, kind of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like optimism is 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 important and, yeah and yeah i think it's it's it's
0: something i've always carried with me i think yeah you've always had that you always had that um about you that aura about you you know what i mean like always smiling always doing something always being creative always like it's good energy about it, you know what i mean i feel the same about you brother thank you <laughs> 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 what, um what does skateboarding mean to you you can sum it up
1: what does it mean to you Skateboarding means so much to me. It's like, it's like I could write an entire book you should, just, you on should that, do it. just on that subject alone, <laughs> you know, but ultimately it's, um, skateboarding is positivity. For yeah. Me. It's, it's, I think that's what it boils down to is like, if I could simple simplify in any way, it's skateboarding is positivity and it's, uh, it, it's, it's community. It's, it's a positive community. Creativity. Yeah. It's, it's a physical outlet. It's a mental outlet. um, and it's a form of expression. It's a form of self-expression, just like dances or, or uh, martial arts or yeah. like something like that. You know, it's a. Uh, I don't know. There's nothing like it, but it's a. Uh, it it's can be. It's it's your friend too. I feel like, for me, growing up, I had a skateboard, and I really
0: didn't have a girlfriend, so people made fun of me. And I had my skateboard, and that's all I want to do is be a. I want to be like Roddy Mullen, so people said like. They call me gay and said Toby's going to take his skateboard to the prom, but I, it's, that skateboard was my best friend. It kept me away from the peer pressure, kept me away from the fitting in. I just wanted to skate every day. You know what I'm saying? Like it became like, not a father figure to me because I didn't I didn't have a father figure. It was like more of like these idols and these bands. But I don't know. Just the skateboard to me was like my. I had to have it next to me. It was my security too. You know. Growing yeah, because up, it, it, know? it's
1: it's an activity. You know, yeah. and it's activity that you do in repetition. Yeah. And so we were talking. I was talking about that with my other friend Minnie the <coughs> other day. And uh, we were saying that, like, that's like repetition activity, and repetition is a form of meditation in a way. Yeah. Whether it's an affirmation that you repeat over and over and over yeah. again, like skateboarding is kind of like that. Like, you try to kick flip 500 times in one day, like, yeah. <laughs> and like, until you land that, that one. Crazy? You, <laughs> know? you spend all that time on one trick. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And, and, and so, <laughs> like, it's, it's, you know, it's a, and it's, it's positive. It's, it's that, I think it's, and it's flowing in motion. And it's like and so if you're like depressed or sad or like feeling in a rut or something like that, you go and, skate and you sit still. Like even if you don't have skateboarding, like if you're just sitting still and you're in your house and you're, you're you're stressed out about bills or trying to figure out what's next in your life or all these things, yeah. If you just sit there and think about it, you're gonna go nowhere. You're just gonna those thoughts are gonna accumulate and get bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's like when, when I was a kid, if I was stressed out and things were getting out of control, I just got on that board and started rolling down the street. And it was like, you just like the trail of all those thoughts and all those, those problems just were like in the wind behind you and you just kept moving. And then all of a sudden you're in that moment and you have to be in that moment because if you're not, you're going to get hurt. You have to, so you have to be like completely mentally focused. You have to connect your mind with your body physically. And uh, it, I don't know. There's so many, so many things. It's that, crazy. that are inspiring and interesting about skateboarding. See, and
0: like even back then, when we first started skating. It wasn't. There was no future in it. It wasn't to get paid. It wasn't to be sponsored. It, it was. Be, it's just because we enjoyed it. It made us feel good. And like you said, trying the same trick 20, 30 times in one day. You had all the time in the world just to focus on the trick. Nothing else mattered around you but this fucking trick, kickflip, whatever it was. But yeah. it's like. There wasn't no, you weren't getting paid to do it. You were just doing it because it just felt good to learn and create and fucking do these tricks you saw in Thrasher Magazine. Remember, like, fucking seeing the magazine, like, all the pages, like, the layout of each trick, the whole, like, sequence shots is crazy before videos. Yeah. You look at the
1: magazines, try to see what Roddy Mullen was doing on a fucking Sometimes you couldn't even understand. Piece of paper. And this, the sequences weren't even that fast, like, back then, you know? So, yeah. like, you were trying to figure out that the board flipped too fast. Dude. You couldn't really tell what was happening. You're like, wait yeah. a minute, is that like a, 360 shove it, or was there a 360 flip, or what was uh, you know, like what was especially with Rodney Mullen? You're like, I don't know what you'd have to study He's that forever. Yeah. Do, do you remember the first magazine you're in? The first, I believe like it was a picture you're doing a trick or something. I think it was in Vegas when this crew came out to uh, to I think it was a backside flip um, over uh, this embankment. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the first one. It was a backside flip over this embankment when uh, Thomas Campbell and Tobin Yalen. Came out to Vegas and they were with like um, uh, Tim Broch, who passed away a while ago yeah. and, and a, a long time ago now, actually. And rest in peace, my brother, and um, uh, who was Jesse Paez, and uh, who else was with them? I can't even remember. It was like a whole crew. Chris Pontius The jackass homie Was yeah, randomly with them um, There was like a whole crew of guys They were, com- they were coming on some just tour yeah. And uh, I met them And, and uh, started breaking it off And they, they put me in a magazine And that was like Before wow. I'd ever got like Sponsored even by G N S or anything At that's that time That's crazy So yeah, you went thrash Or in Transworld probably uh, Can you th- be in both you can be yeah but on that trip uh it was only ended up in Thra- in uh trans world i believe it was trans world yeah my, my memorys a, yeah i'm pretty sure it was the trans world
0: but you've been in thrasher before
1: probably oh yeah uh, many times <laughs> yeah i yeah. so got br- the cover at thrasher oh so you did yeah, yeah damn what year um good question probably 95 at, at uh, the brooklyn banks and brooklyn in, uh, banks was yeah. sick yeah
0: that was sick um like my Bank's handrail. My f- handrail? The handrail that's oh, by shit. the banks. I used to watch skaters there. i am probably seen it. I was like, I used to go watch the skaters there. My friend just gave me this thrasher from 1983. I got second place. I got my picture in here. I got second place on my Rodney Mullen in Narragansett, Rhode Island. Um, for, for my freestyle contest. Let me see this thing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> wow. My boy brought it to me the other day. So, Look at that thrasher, man. I know. Wow. So, so Toby Moore's second place. And that was my friend Fred Abong, from this ben vicious circle and verbal assault. And then I'm on top. I'm teeny me on the top there, it, but it's all Fred. It's a uh, Fred Smith from Alpha. He was like a gnarly dude. Yeah, head. I know Fred. Yeah, Fred yeah. was. Oh, no, this, I know Alph- yeah. yeah, I was at. It was Narragansett, but I'm like on the top right there waving and shit. So this is like my wow. my claim to fame that when I was 13 years old. I gotten thrashed on my Roddy Mullen. That is amazing. Or my man. Pearl Willander. Yeah, that was my shit. Yeah, freestyle. Yep. Yeah. And for some reason I started skating freestyle on ramps and I just I liked how small they were, but then fast forward to the future, boards became really skinny. But uh, yeah, it's pretty cool, man. So back in the day you never rode like the fat boards mm-hmm. on ramp? You'd only... Not not too later. Okay. When I started getting to ramp skating, I was more I was a freestyler first and then I tried doing that and then I graduated to a bigger board and then I started really killing vert ramp size to skate mountain trash more and Cedar Crest um we built ramps in maryland where i lived i, I could do like madonna's and hand play all i loved vert so much that was my shit sick man i love just like now i you tried got, japan airs and shit you oh, got the skills i've seen it i've seen it come <laughs> out <laughs> um fuck i think we covered a lot of shit that, that's almost two hours it's wow we, yeah we covered it goes, some shit goes did, by quick did we cover some did we covered everything pretty much about your life man Cool man the life of chad muska
1: um, There's so much more, but we <laughs> we'll save it for another one. Is there anything
0: else we missed you want to touch upon right now? Um,
1: no, I think we're good. Would man. you would you ever want to? Did you ever want to have kids, be a dad? I don't know, man. I guess if the time you is looks so right, young still, oh, I'm, I'm you, not gonna say you. your age. I don't know your age anyway. But did you did you ever want to be a dad or just your I, life's too? I've never thought about it. I don't, I don't think I've ever stopped being a kid myself. Neither know have know I. Yeah, yeah. But kids can have kids right now. <laughs> exactly. But having
0: a <laughs> kid keeps you young, and I think. I also think. Doing what you love keeps you young. You know, I know a lot of people that, you know, they're doing jobs that they actually they have to be doing. And, and a lot of people that are my age kind of look like older than me that I that I meet in my life that aren't doing what they love. And it's, we're very lucky to do what we love. I think that keeps us super positive and super young. You know what I'm saying?
1: Like, Yeah. We get especially to be being involved with skateboarding and music. Yeah. And, you know, it's like you. Yeah. And, and it's like even those activities keep you in touch with the youth. Like you're actually going in like you'll be at a ramp skating with a 10 year old and you're talking about stuff like you're like your best friends. And it's like, <laughs> it's really, it, true. it's pretty funny. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's, it, and so I think that that helps retain a sense of youth within all of us, you know? And, and yeah. And not that skaters, are the only people that, that have that, but, but yeah, I, I, I don't know, man, you know, like I I could say if, I, if I ever do become a parent, I'm, I'm going to be a great one. I have a feeling, sh- of course, I, yeah. I, 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 you know, I, a lot of life
0: experience, man. To yeah. Share. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think we're big kids. I think, I think I never really grew. Up. I don't. Think, I th- I think more like uh, more dudes. I think women are way more, more mature in a lot of senses. But I feel like dudes, we just like big kids. To, I don't know. It's I don't know. Yeah, maybe don't, it's how we grew up. That's I don't what know. they say. Don't
1: grow up. It's a trap, right? Isn't that Isn't that a saying? I don't know yeah. where it comes from. But yeah, yeah.
0: What, what what is? The, I know you had the art show too. I'm ulti- um, I'm
1: ultimately responsible though. It's not about like being irresponsible. Yeah, but, like it's but it's a. Uh, Having that the sense of uh, inner child, but but yeah, but, but yeah, art is another part transition. Transitions art show you had. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I've been
0: had some since then too.
1: Yeah, I did a few since then too. Yeah, because
0: I, I see on your Instagram, you're always making some crazy shit, and I don't know if you learned that <laughs> from that cement job you had back in the day. It's funny, yeah. You're doing that kind of
1: yeah. The art connects to like in a weird way to like full circle back to the, that the job, job that I had yeah. <laughs> yeah so we did the precasting of concrete uh objects and would patch I them up and, and all that stuff and and uh yeah it's pretty funny that like doing something I was so bummed That's a skill about you doing got back yeah yeah so yeah. when's the next art show um, so well, tomorrow, actually, you t- no, tomorrow, Saturday. Yeah, that's more of a group show with uh, subliminal projects. And then I don't have anything set and planned right now. But um, this last year, I focused a lot more on skateboarding and went on tours and was like really connecting back with the community and doing a lot of hosting things with like uh, speaking at the X Games or like the, do, that. the do tours and and um, You're like an OG yeah it's like sort of a comment <laughs> commentator you know i'm like the larry, yeah. like larry bird up there like, like cool, commentating though. or something but you're sure you're didn't still he do that in basketball after a while was yes. me like the yeah spokes guy he was yeah. you're still so
0: you're still in the mix and all that shit man
1: yeah it's and i love it you know because uh skateboarding is what made me and and and, and I, st- I still like i'd love to see the, the, the next generation like breaking it off it's so insane the level what about the olympics sp- and that's coming up 2020 olympics what do you, you think know? about that it's pretty fucking yeah I, I mean so it's Obviously, there's once again positives and negatives to everything, but the the positives outweigh that completely. Because look at here we are, skateboarding something that was like a bunch of young punks on the street that nobody ever True. cared about. Who tons of kids had to get, deal with parents that wouldn't accept what they were doing. Like here it is in the Olympics. That's going to open the doors up for so many people. Hopefully, it allows more jobs to come into skateboarding. Yeah, um, you know, people can like do all these different things that they not only be a pro skater, but maybe there's like all these aspects of, of uh, photography or clothing design or footwear design or or marketing or web development, yeah. you know, all these different things. Huge, the bigger man. skateboarding gets, the the more opportunity there are. There is to uh, do something that you're passionate about with within something you're passionate about too. Yeah. as well,
0: it's cool to see it like get that respect, and it's been here for a long time, obviously. But just like just to think about skateboarding Olympics, you never thought that as a kid. Like it's. Yeah, it's
1: fucking crazy, man. Yeah, it's next next level.
0: And would there be some old school cats in that shit too? Are they have there, or is it more n- new kids? I don't young know kids? a
1: whole lot about it, but yeah. I heard something about like they might be doing some kind of bullmasters thing or something. Okay. Hasoy was telling me something about it, um, but I didn't catch the full um, uh, story behind it yet. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, who knows? I might go check it out. You know, might not. I'm not sure yet. Yeah. You know, like you know, maybe I'll get a hosting gig there or something. Get that'd there. Be, that'd Musk be awesome. Muska on the mic. You know? <laughs> and what about shoes? Any new shoes or anything you're
0: designing? Or I
1: got some shoes dropping. Um, uh, yeah, still working crazy with Supra, doing a bunch of designs. Um, I have uh, a new shoe called the Muska 2000, which is kind of going back to the late 90s, early 2000s gotcha. uh, designs. Some of the original designs I did back then adapting them into like some futuristic footwear of the of the moment now that's Um, awesome yeah so i'm still just like creating across multiple platforms all over the place whether it's footwear design um i might end up eventually launching into some some clothing stuff or a board company that yeah you know there's like uh, a lot of opportunity out there like i've uh trying to figure out what's next but i just i just keep going just keep Keep expressing and creating and and doing things that I love to do. And a lot of times that amounts to something, and I'm not going to change the formula from here on out. Such a long career, man. It's amazing. What about about a book or a doc? I think those are uh, the documentary. I feel like we we, like, I feel like the story's not over yet. So I always feel weird. I feel like when you do a documentary, like it's like you're sort of like. But you've the bandit to- broke up or some shit. You told your story like, you know, it's like, I always feel like my story isn't finished. It's incomplete. Yeah. I'm not satisfied with what I've accomplished this far. far. I want to accomplish more. Yeah. Um, but so, but books are just something recently that like, have like, cause I've been, I've my mind is always going. I'm always yeah. like, very like, I'm a heavy thinker. I'm think always thinking. And so some of the best. Um, things for those thoughts are to write those thoughts down yeah and um, so I think maybe at some point I'll I'll do something with with writing into some some sort of story whether it's either sort of uh, uh, telling my story or or a universal story that relates to things that I've gone through or something or maybe all the above I I don't know yet you know but uh, something with writing has felt like it's been calling me recently I can see that is it hard for you to shut off at night and go to sleep Yes. Your mind's racing? Yes, it's always racing. Yeah, I, that's why I usually like work till like I'm like I can't. Oh, you move. said you're a night owl. That's right. I'm a night owl. Yeah, so like, I work till pretty late, and then um, I'm usually like delirious by the time I go to sleep. Like I'll just like work, 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 and then I just like walk into bed and just fall asleep, kind of. You know, like Fuck. yeah. Um, and what do you
0: think? What do you think? It's what? What do you think keeps you going like that? Your whole entire like kept you. What, what kept that energy and that passion? Just. Like the, uh, like the excitement to keep learning and keep creating. I guess that's probably your mind. Yeah, I think so for sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: and and then um, um, just wanting to manifest the idea. Like to to see like to because ideas are like we all have ideas. We all like think of these like grand thoughts of things we could paint or yeah, uh, uh, companies we could build or whatever it is. So like I just like have to manifest those thoughts i have to like get that thought out of my head and make it a reality yeah. and sometimes it's even the simple things you know like like make i want to have this idea for a sculpture i want i really want to try this just and keep learning and, and pushing and, and just make that thing and and usually my all my actions lead to another action usually or that action becomes something completely different than i had envisioned yeah we could always think like you could like Oh, this is. I want to do this, and I know exactly what it's going to be. And you think it's so clearly in your head, and then you do this thing, and it becomes completely opposite of what yeah. you ever expected. Sometimes for the worse, sometimes for the better. Yeah, you know, you never know. So that's why, I like, I like to like, I like to do. I like to do things. You're a doer. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thank you for everything you've
0: done. Uh-huh. I appreciate, it. and also your social media and like a lot of st- I repost a lot of your shit. Like a lot of stuff you write it's just, it just just hits me. It connects with me a lot of the positive stuff you put out there and you put a lot of good in the world. And like you said, that platform could be really a dark place and super negative. The internet can be. But I feel like the people that I'm friends with, you one of them, I try to surround myself with people who put positivity out there. And you do that really well, man. And I, uh. I and I connect with it. I appreciate. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and that's definitely a great that's one of my favorite things about that tool is to be able to express these thoughts and and it's like and it's and I'm like a hundred percent from the bottom of my heart, like that's that's just like what I'm feeling. Those are real real time uh, thoughts. I love that. And, and like more so reminders for myself than like me preaching to other people like, Hey, here's some like inspirational quote that's supposed to like help guide you through your life. It's like, no, like this is just something that hit in my head today that like, it's like maybe I was feeling in a rut or feeling like uninspired or something like that. And then all of a sudden those small little sayings will come up in my head and I'll be like, okay, let's go. Let's do this. And then I was like, our minds will write this down and put it out there. And, and so that's, yeah, that's, that's what, that's what I've been doing. And, and, and if it can affect and help other people, then that's just the icing on the cake for, for that thought or that action. Cause that's just you venting your thoughts. And, and that, that's the positive thing about
0: social media. You can just put it out there right then all those people see it. Like you just put it right out there and there's an audience who'll listen to it and check it out and be inspired by it or can relate to it or not. Like you just put it out there. This is me. And, that's the really good thing about it, I think. And just I think it's like, it it's
1: becomes a form of therapy in, 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 it in, does. in, in a big way because I guess like I've never been to a therapist before. Me I need but, to know. But, but, uh, but I, you know, from what I know is you go and you tell them your thoughts. And so for me, I guess I'm just like real-time therapy through social media in a lot of ways. It's like, hey, here's my thought. Maybe I'm frustrated about something. I'm going to talk about it right now. Or maybe I'm ex- happy and excited about something. I'm going to put it out there. You yeah. know, it's just kind of like, and for whatever that, just putting it out there, and to know that somebody's listening and, and and hearing it, whether you know they can give you an educated opinion back based on what your feelings are. Like I'm not saying that like uh, someone's gonna. If I have something wrong with me, that and then a need therapy that it's gonna cure me necessarily, but for whatever it is it it's like it feels good to put that those things out in the air and, yeah and i and for the most part it has been a positive reaction really to has, it I think. and people are like i go around all the time and people are like oh man like you know i really needed that that day or something like at that That moment and yeah. i'm like wow like, and they're like people are like oh man like I, I don't know what's going on but like you know you just know what to put out there at the right time like yeah you know, and i'm like it's i guess it's that like collective consciousness of humanity too mm-hmm. if like you know and, or just universal feelings it's like we all go through shit we all Herb, are, yeah are, uh, We're all humans. Know, yeah and 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 a small statement is only so much that where you can like uh you know it could be more open to interpretation and, and you can relate it to whatever it is you want to relate to yeah. In life.
0: yeah i feel like it's very therapeutic and i feel like i, I go through the same thing where I, I just either make a video or i, I say something i just get off my chest and i feel like i get rid of my i put it out there whether you agree with it or not but it's something that's I'm getting out of my system and it, yeah it can be yeah, very no, therapeutic I love, I love
1: what you do too and, and that's why I was so excited to come on here and connect with you like this because we, we've known each other more like so through skating and through yeah. just connecting like that and then and then I feel like we've connected in a different way through social media recently Agreed. but we haven't been able to like really sit down and have a conversation yeah. uh, for a long time now yeah. besides seeing each other and passing at crossroads or something or, 100%, or, yeah. or wherever we run into each other at you know and for so, real. so I was excited about this because I feel the same way about what you do and what you put out there and it's such Thank a positive you thing and you're you're you could tell when something's real and when somebody's like you know truly expressing what they're going through or or they're just fronting on some like bullshit inspirational quotes you know what i mean like like and not to diss anybody because if you're if if you're trying to put something out there that's for the better by all means go ahead and do it yeah but then there's certain people where like you can connect and feel the truth coming out through their their expression and i feel that with you completely 100 thank you man And, and and i appreciate it as well too and i know there's many people that appreciate it out there
0: Thank you, man. Um, we, already, we already talked about your Bad Religion tattoo, right?
1: Uh, I don't know. We just mentioned it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get a picture before we leave, because I mentioned it. <laughs> it's in the, fading quick. I mentioned so. it
0: to Brett Gerwitz. I mentioned it in the thing with fucking my Bad Religion interview it was pretty cool. Okay, okay sick. Yeah, and um, they,
1: they played at the uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Uh, oh shit! Uh, 20th reunion thing a uh, couple, couple months ago. And like, I wanted to show it to to him, but I didn't get a a chance because they were like backstage before or something. And then they jammed, and I just didn't get a chance to see. Did you do that tattoo yourself or something? Or the I started it myself. And then, uh, the first version of it was myself. I did it. And then, uh, the my friend Paul Morris did the the, he like overlapped it. Like, there's even some sketchy parts of the first version, like coming out of the bottom because it was so sketchy. He was super young, too, right? Yeah, we got the like, uh, the, the anarchist cookbook and it, I think that's what it was yeah it tells you how to make a tattoo gun out of the um the, the guitar shit. string and a Walkman and then we got some Indian ink and the guitar string we pra- practiced on the orange for like a half an hour and I was like, I'm ready, let's go you <laughs> like, So how old were you then? I, I was like 12 years old or something Holy like that Holy shit 12 or 13
0: it's only tat? You have a couple tattoos, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You never get tattooed up that much. I
1: like that. Not too much. Not, not a whole lot. I'm getting a couple removed right now. Yeah. Um. Uh. Just because, like, I only have a couple on my, um, on my the rest of my body, so I'm getting getting some of those removed. The yeah. laser shit hurts. It that hurts worse. I don't remember exactly what. The, I know the <laughs> tattoos hurt. I remember them hurting, but that shit hurts, yeah, it's man. Nice, man. It's a process yeah. too. Like, yeah. It's a while. Yeah. I got I got like like this one is like getting taken off. Oh shit! Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh. And then had that H there And then I had hate on my knuckles Which was like a crazy It's well, almost gone now Yeah it's pretty almost gone I wanted to be all the Super way Super punk Yeah I was like I was like tw- I was like 13 or something When I got that one too And I was like I used to get drunk back then too And I used to get like I was a crazy like Built up Yeah p- Aggression like crazy yeah. little kid You know And people were like What's wrong Like what's wrong Do you hate the world And I was like They're like and my friend Paul I think was like they should get a tattoo on your knuckles and i was like yeah like let's do it like you know and like i got it and like that's like if you know me it's like the complete opposite yeah. of like who i am you know 100 like, percent. yeah I, I i think i mistook uh um the the like energy you have as a youth the, the the um the i guess the confusion of you have in your youth years of not understanding everything yeah i mistook that as like hate towards the world i think fuck everything, you know fuck yeah. The world. Yeah, yeah, yeah i have, yeah. have fucked the world tattoo oh you do ftw, FTW. <laughs> yeah you know so uh, rebellious yeah i was like i i want this this vato did this one in arizona and he's like what do you want i was like i want ftw on my neck holy and i was shit. like 13 you know and he was like nah was i'm so like, glad he didn't do that i know man. me too myself you know he's Dude. like he's like nah He's like, I won't put it on your neck. You're too young. That's cool. Respectful. Yeah, that was. It's yeah. really cool he didn't do that. And I was man. like mad at him. I remember too, you know, and he's like, I'll put it on your leg, but not. a. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're almost done. We're almost done. Yeah. You out here, Max? Love you guys. Okay, okay peace, peace man. man. Love you too. Love you too. Peace. Peace. Yeah. Later days.
0: <laughs> um, all right, fuck, man. I think a couple a lot of shit. I, mean, I know we'll probably do a part two someday, but. Stella. I just to shit, it flowed really nice it was a good girl we've seen i've like seen all talking. your videos stella you're famous <laughs> you're famous on instagram all her dog videos yeah
1: oh my god you dear. listen to a lot of different types of music we <laughs> you have an opinion on most of it yes very yes. open-minded dog yes well, well
0: thank you chad i appreciate you being at my house i appreciate you being my friend I appreciate everything you've done for the culture for the with the music and the skateboarding and the art and everything man and now uh, your an inspiration to me too and um Congrats on the seven years sober. That's fucking huge because you've been uh, through a lot of you. shit. You're, thank you. It's like a new chapter of your life, you know? Yes, yes. It's if you ever did have kids, I think you'd be a great father, just so you know. Uh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> and it looks, it looks like you're not really aging too. You're aging backwards and shit.
1: Uh, Keeps you young, love. man, because you, you're doing much what you love. love. That's, <laughs> that's what it's
0: all about. Um, Well, thank you, man. I appreciate your time. And um, if there's a part two, there might be a part two. You never know.
1: Yeah, what up? Shout out to all Toby's homies out there. H2O <laughs> in the house. What? H2? H2? No, h two old. No. <laughs> we're not h awesome. two old anymore. No. <laughs> no, we got this. Kids for life, man. But no, I appreciate it. Sure. Much love to everybody out there listening. Uh, skateboarding, music, art, creativity, life. Do it all. No limitations. Keep it positive. Yes. Peace. We are back again. Yo, we're <laughs> back again.
0: Just off, Just we're just talking shit. Me and Muska now. I'm talking about like... Taking my man to the uh, pig vigil the other night and talking about like the impossible burger and beyond burger and all that shit Um taking over the planet and then musket is Tony's like seven years plant-based. That's fucking amazing yeah. w- What was that turning point for you? H- well, like how that why that
1: happened? Well, I just I basically I did a master cleanse That was the I start did did to before, it. Yeah, and uh, I did 12 days on the master cleanse and afterwards You have to come back and eat light, you know So I was totally eating salads and, and and lighter stuff and not eating meat at that time Yeah, and then it wasn't even a conscious decision it just happened, and I just was like, "I'm not going to eat meat anymore," and and I just said it, you know. I didn't even say it; it just, I just did it, just did it. And uh, and then I would like eat a little bit in the beginning. I would do a little bit of cheese and then some like sour yeah. cream and stuff. And Transitioning. Then, and then and then eventually, I just was I cut cut it all out, you know. And I was done. And I've been I haven't looked back since. And and
0: uh, so you're a straight edge vegan for 70 years.
1: I'm straight edge vegan. <laughs> That's just crazy, though. You yeah. fucking. Full circle, but, but full I, uh, circle but, for from when you but, were a kid though. Yeah, yeah. Back to back to the roots. That's <laughs> what I'm saying though. Like yeah. before that shit was even Yeah and, and I, I, I guess I use vegan a little bit loose because in my I do whatever, I yeah. do wear like some shoes that have Dude, some leather stuff man. on it. Um, and so that's why I'm a little bit scared to use the word vegan. Yeah, but it's, it's
0: it's impossible to be a perfect vegan no matter what. When you go to the dentist, everything they test and put in your mouth has been tested on animals. You sit on leather seats and airplanes, on fucking Ubers. It's impossible to be a perfect vegan, and I don't. I hate when people are so extreme about it because yeah. it's impossible. You do your best. So what you were leather? Who gives a fuck? You don't eat animals.
1: You're doing more than a lot of people are doing. And I think it's but so I'm, cool. But I'm also like in being a shoe developer. I'm like looking into so many. I'm I was going to ask you that. I'm trying to convince these guys to do all vegan products. I do offer vegan products. But like, there, there's like, and maybe you know, who knows? Maybe one day I'm just gonna have to start my own line completely and do it. You know, yeah. Like, I was I, some I don't vegan know, but, fucking muskets. Uh, yeah, there's like, there's so many cool materials out there that like I'm interested in, and and and. But I also have to study those synthetic materials more to yeah. find out what those elements are and all and everything with that too. Yeah. you know, there's there's always like some bad with a lot of stuff within manufacturing, but there's um there's like a a, a really cool. Um, Mushroom leathers that are out available right now, and it's like I think it's called Mushkin, and it's like kind of mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. So, so (laughs) that's uh,
0: crazy. Yeah,
1: and it's like I hate
0: mushrooms, dude. I don't Uh, eat them. Yeah, yeah, I'll wear them though.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) they look really like cool leathers. So they're they're producing like some some um, you know very uh, amazing alternatives are are starting to come come into play, and uh, there's probably only going to continue to get better ones. And so um, yeah, I'm, I'm very conscious of my effect on not only the environment, but on animals like animals are the most innocent, most beautiful thing on this earth. Agreed. And it just blows my mind that we have a choice whether we want to eat them or not eat them. And people will choose to eat them. Convenience. It's like, you know, some people are like, well, I have to hunt my food and eat it and this and that. And it's like, you know, and I'm not, I'm not like, I, I try not to push my beliefs on anybody yeah, but for yeah. for what I've come to to terms with and what my beliefs are are like I don't want to eat something. I don't want to eat an animal. I I, I I love animals. I love all animals. yes I, 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 I don't kill spiders in my house. I, I get a little cup and I, I save them. like if a bee flies in my house, I save the bee. Yeah like I, I like same. I like all animals I, and and I don't want to kill something or participate in the killing of an animal. That doesn't need to be killed. We already do enough to this planet and to this the environment that these animals used to live yeah. in naturally. That like it's just it's 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 sad what's happening to animals and, and um you especially know,
0: in two thousand nineteen like just the sla I was just talking about the slaughterhouse Farmer John's downtown they killed ten thousand pigs a night and the, do- the the Dodger dogs just that that's even L A downtown that that still even exists with so many I heard somebody told me Beyond Meat is right down the street from that place actually so. What, what i like about beyond and impossible is that regardless if um i want to eat that eat them or not because i try to eat like more like plant-based like you that they're a major threat to the to the meat industry i think that's fucking amazing they're so shook right now the meat industry because there's so many alternatives and like almond milk and oat milks crushing the dairy industry all that shit like it's powerful yeah. like these companies are coming up and like maybe like 10 20 years from now like eating meat would be like a privilege to have a steak would be like two hundred dollars like it's got to like I don't know. Things things are going to change, especially with the Amazon. Lots of people going vegan now because they just realized the connection with the Amazon and fucking Ag- animals. Agriculture, you know? Yeah, man. All the grains you do. Yeah, man. It's fucking
1: I, I think I think in humanity's going through through a shift in general right now. There's been an awakening from a lot of people. Yeah. And like I, I feel it like, you know, I know I went through a change seven years ago yeah I've, i feel a lot more people going through changes and i feel collectively everywhere is people are becoming more conscious 100 of, of their actions you know 100 some people aren't and some people but most there's been a huge shift and a lot of people are and then that is will have that ripple effect on on the world and people will learn uh you know and and look at our, the, the the young generation right now is the most interesting like are yeah. some of the kids that are like you know, really going for it the hardest, which is so amazing. I love that. And and, um, uh, I think it's like, possibly because they haven't been completely conditioned like some older people have like Good it's point. like like I try to talk to my mom about meat or something like that or like old whoever hard. that's older like it's hard. like well, what, I I can't my body needs it you know my like I've gr- that too <laughs> I've grown up my whole life eating this and and this is what they <laughs> like you know it's like they're, they're just like it's okay like I can, I'm not gonna like try to convince it's you. hard like, to change it like you know it's like that. try this almond milk it's like what uh, that's what is with cereal that like what is this yeah. you know and and what's <laughs> what's funny is like like that you don't realize like, and, and, um, a lot of these things that you change, like, um, like, uh, like I didn't have like milk chocolate forever. And then like a while, this is like years ago now still. And then I was like, I think I had some, one of these cookies and I bit one, I was like, oh, there's a like, chocolate chip in there. You know what I mean? It was like, wasn't vegan. And I was like, and it tasted nasty to me. Like I was like, wow. and when I used to remember, I used to like chocolate, you know? Yeah. Um, And then even trying to cut back on sugar and stuff like, you know, I I don't but I don't eat any candy. I don't drink soda either. Um, You know, none of that stuff. I haven't had candy in years and years now, you know, and it's hard and I don't remember the last soda I had. Like, I just can't remember when it was. And it was over seven years ago. Holy shit. um, So that that is just like. It's just like water. Water's the best drink on earth. What's your body made of? Why would you want to put something else in it? You know? like, yeah. I like coconut water. I drink that a lot. I like it too. I, I, <laughs> your convictions are strong, though. You stand by them for seven. It's great, man. It's yeah. pretty.
0: So at first, it was kind of health coming off that cleanse. Or was it automatically like I'm just gonna stop eating animals? Was it was it health first and then became for animals or just
1: I think it was both. Yeah. So, like, you know, like because I had been like at my when I was exposed to straight edge and, and, and uh being vegan back in the day, there was like I was played these videos and I was shown yeah. things that like never left my mind, you Nasty know. Like you know? videos, yeah. 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 And and uh, um and and my friends were crazy. They were like militant about it. You know what I'm saying? They had like there was some handbook that went around, and they had like one eight hundred numbers that you would call like the fur companies and try to like rack their phone bills up or like Damn. all these weird things that like just were like like to try to change change things. Super glue their and locks <laughs> or some <shit>. Maybe <laughs> They we were that. doing some crazy shit. You know? <laughs> um, I don't remember all this stuff, but there was some that stuff going on. She's brought um, back to that. That's crazy. Yeah, man. yeah, and and it's like I. I i think that that's always been there with me but i was just blinded by society i was just like oh, i grew up eating meat i didn't didn't know any it's better hot. you know yeah. like it, i would I, I, I was hungry when i was a kid and that's what was put on my table and that's what i ate and the four then, food groups and milk does the yeah, body good yeah and we were, we were conditioned to believe all this stuff and and it's like um i, I feel great from I not masculine. eating. that yeah, yeah. i feel like like you said i i feel like i've Feel younger. I you think look I him, looked man. younger yeah, from man. it. Um, you know, turned and, your shit around. And uh, um, it's it's you know it's just like and and but even being a vegan, you have to be aware of what you eat because I still slip here and there. Like you know, I'll I'll get some vegan pizzas and yeah, and be, uh, you know I'll overeat some 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 there's a lot of vegan, carbs vegan snacks out there. You know and stuff. Yeah. I get a little overweight here and there, and I'm like, okay, shit. You like, could like, be a junk food one fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so so that's why I'm trying to be more aware of that as well too. And I go in a little bit of my phases with that. But um, but for the most part, like, you know, when you're conscious of your body, you're putting good things into your body and it affects you're, your mental. Yeah, affects everything. And, and you're being physically active and you're yeah. having positive thoughts like those are just that, that's that's it. That's the key to life right there. It's like, you know, positive thought, he- he- healthy diet and physical action and motion motion in your body <laughs> There's the, that's it Those people, people don't think that
0: their diet and all the shit food they eat all day affects their mental it 100% does man it's yeah. crazy they yeah. don't think what they put in their body oh it's just for my, just for energy and eating I get my protein but it doesn't realize like all the other shit in there fucks with you man. it's like you make you depressed it's all that stuff it's just how you treat yourself right? how yeah. you feed your body the energy that's amazing I would have never known that you fucking it's yeah, awesome I
1: for some reason I thought I would have yeah imagined. it's but, really but, cool see but that's why I guess I don't really like I don't really preach or promote know, any aspect of my I, life, you know? know, like that's just my, my choices I make. And yes. although I would love to see the entire world do it, you know, like 100%. I guess I just don't like also because I don't want to be open up to criticism of the idea that, that I, that I do, uh, design shoes that have leather products mm. in them. And so that, that's where it's like a little bit of a fear, for perfect, me to like man. over overly promote it. And that machine's been in, operating for for 23 years pretty much i've been making products for skateboarding that suede's are supposed to be the best and you know this sort of mentality that a lot of that business has Mm. but and i'm not an owner of the company so i can't like just stop everything overnight yeah so that's the hard part that i deal with but i'm making steps towards the right uh, path and and uh, um, trying to get to to get more vegan uh, yeah lines implemented into the the projects that I'm working on yeah
0: Nike has a lot of like, Nike has a lot of synthetic suede and all that shit there's a guy called the Air Vegan you should follow him on Instagram he's like for sneakerheads who love Nike it's all, he posts all the vegan Nikes sick it's really sick. cool because they use so many synthetic things and I got friends who work there so I always send pictures hey is this 100 percent vegan because there's all these myths of like hasn't probably happened since years. They use a horse hoof glue. Yeah. And the glue, but that's like some 80s shit. Like everything's changed since then, you know? It's like. And you do your best. You, like I said, we're not perfect. You can never yeah. be perfect vegan or human. So, fuck. If you're eating really good and you, and you have some leather things, who cares? At least you're fucking trying. The point is about trying and being conscious about it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's crazy when people say they love animals and, like, I'm a dog person. I rescue all these dogs, but then they eat a hamburger at night. It's just, it's hard because you want to shake them and say, don't you see the correlation with the, They're both animals. They're both fucking, it's
1: hard, man. It's hard. And, and I think I think the thing is, is that most of society it's so removed from that animal to what that food is they look at like a cheeseburger as a cheeseburger they're not looking at that Face. that burger as it's a cow like if they yeah. can go and look that cow in the eye and go like and spend a week with them and and hundred percent comb its hair and, and water, <laughs> wa- give it water and you know what i mean and, yeah. and spend time and then go okay now you're gonna eat this this cheeseburger this cow you know, I think that they would have a different understanding of it, but but, they, but they've done such a, a tricky thing with packaging. And, you know, it's like even when people probably buy chicken in the store and they see it, it's like this, like they just don't even look at it like a chicken. They look no, at it man. as like a, a this is bagged processed meat in some cellophane wrap. You know, That's what we mean? we've like,
0: been told our whole life that we need yeah. to have that had to have that protein. It's crazy. You see that movie? See the trailer for that movie Game Changers? Is that right now? No. It's a new Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. It's all bodybuilders and, and, and lifters who are all vegan plant-based. Okay. The trailer is really amazing. And so Schwarzenegger, I guess, is a vegan now. Wow. So it's like talking about all the myths and what he's been told. It's like protein, protein, protein. It's like all these jacked fucking... Plant based monster bodybuilders it looks really cool.
1: I've always seen the one with like the picture of a gorilla going around. It's like, it's like <laughs> vegan. It's a buff ass looking gorilla and it's like <laughs> plant based diet. It's fucking something. true though. <laughs> you know? But people don't
0: think about shit like
1: that, man. I think now it's more conscious. And
0: we, we talked about offers that like <clears throat> just because we don't have to eat the impossible beyond the fact that it's in Burger King and um, Del Taco. And Kentucky Fried Chicken, all that shit. It's fucking amazing, especially for bands who are touring. And you have to have that alternative. It's there for you. But for me and you, we try to keep it more greens and nuts and all that stuff. But I think their purpose is like, we're going to create this burger that's not a dry-ass Boca Burger hockey puck from the 70s. Yeah. It's actually juicy meat. So it's helping to get meat eaters to try something different. That, because when pe- meat eaters look at vegans, they think it's all this hippy, dippy, dry yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? So they yeah. created something where it's like, you got mad protein. It tastes like a burger but you're not you're not killing an animal. So that's where I think it's fucking pretty it's powerful. It's the gate the gateway burger. It's a gateway burger. 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it, it 100% is and I never thought that I'd see a fucking
1: vegan whopper and fucking it's just Yeah. The
0: world's changing fast, man. Yeah,
1: it's a step in the right direction. Unfortunately, yeah. those corporations are doing it because they want to capitalize off of it. Like that's that's what I believe at least, yeah. you know. Um, but it's a good trend yeah. because it's saving animals. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I agree. Like, I agree. as
0: evil as they fucking are, they're, d- they're doing something to make a dent in saving the animals in the planet. I mean, it's a really popular trend right now. It's fucking.
1: I love it. I yeah. know. I
0: remember people couldn't say the word vegan. They couldn't say what vegan meant. In fucking in the '90s and shit. You know. Yeah. I was eating dry ass falafel sandwiches on St. Marks and shit, sacrificing for the animals. I just hope the animals appreciate me all the shit I've done for thirty three years, not eating you motherfuckers and traveling and eating fucking grass sandwiches. And, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Now it's just like, I don't know. I think more people are conscious. Yeah, and almost awesome.
1: almost every restaurant you go into now, it's dude. like there's 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 vegan options. Yeah. Like on the, on almost all everything men- menus, you know, which yeah. is like. Like that was just—I mean, just unheard even, of. A couple of years ago, even it it's wasn't true. like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I mean, it just really in his last few years, it's and and that's a great sign for for humanity, I think. And yeah, in general. Yeah.
0: So what I got from this is that <clears throat> Musk is a militant straight edge vegan and he's real preachy. <laughs> <I'm just kidding.
1: laughs> straight edge in your face! Oh no. shit! Oh <laughs> shit! We're gonna end it on that. That's fucking awesome.
0: Um, great talking to you. I could talk to you for fucking hours, though, man. Fuck. You, you, have so, you have so many different layers of yourself that I fucking love. All right, we're, we're going to continue this part two and three some other day, but uh, yeah. thanks for listening, guys. Damn, two and a half hours. It's yeah. fucking sick. All right, but bye uh, for, for real this we're, time. We're going to come gonna. back in a minute. <laughs> bye. Check out. Please
2: Fucking
0: awesome. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, please rate, review, uh, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast, please do that. And whatever platform you are listening to this on, I'm glad you found me. You can rate me and review me on there also. So thank you guys sincerely for the support. I cannot wait for you guys to the next one.